here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome in, Bears and Izzy for breakfast. So you're listening to the podcast. It's 15 September. It's been an awesome show today, actually. We've bounced around so much good stuff, including power dumplings and pizza. Can you believe it? That came from your guy, Ash Dixon, who I was so impressed by, Izzy. He was good. He was good. He brought some great chat, got a text message afterwards, said he absolutely loved it, and that's what we want to hear. People coming on the show and loving it and being themselves, expressing themselves. So cheers to Dicko. Also spoke to Matt Cameron. He is racing today at the Cambridge Synthetic Track, and he gave us a wee tip. Eagle Tarzan, race five in the Synthetic Cambridge Track. So make sure you get on. We've also spoke about electric rugby players. Electric rugby players, top five. What springs, who springs to your mind when you think of electric rugby players? Not just a fast player. We want a player that's at speed, can step both ways and retain his pace. So we've had some great names. Another one's just come in. Stormin' Norman Berryman. God rest his soul. Love that guy. Totally, totally agree. And then coming up, we've got a wee little thing on boxing. Where is the state of the sport of boxing? I'm going to delve into a little bit deeper. But anyway, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Atamarie, Morena, Kyorakoto. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is just after 6 a.m. on Wednesday, the 15th of September. And well, great news overnight. Great news coming out of Hamilton. There is a frequency that has just been put up in Hamilton as 9:54 a.m. So if you're listening in, to, in from Hamilton, welcome in. We love having you on board, and uh, flick us a text. How are you listening in Hamilton? If you've tuned in via the frequency, 9.54 a.m., or you're, you're listening through the SEN, SEN app, give us a text on double eight double three. We'd love to hear hear from you. Uh, well, we've got a great show for you this morning. Um, overnight news, overnight coming out there. Malasif Malinga has retired from T20s overnight, meaning he has retired from all forms of cricket. What an absolute champion. We'll delve into that a bit more later in the show, talking about my memories of Lasif Malinga and, well, that unorthodox action that he brought to the cricket arena. There has been many and many of cricketers that have brought that unorthodox kind of style. One of my favourite, all-time favourites, Makaya Intini for South Africa, springs to mind when I think of a... Unorthodox bowling style. So there we go. We'll chat in about Lasif Madlinga. And then just after 7 o'clock, we'll be talking to the man with one of the best facial beards in the game, Joe Moody. Seven months out of the test arena. He made his return on the weekend on Sunday against Argentina. So looking forward to that chat. We had a great conversation with him. He gave me a little bit of stick, so make sure you listen out for that. It's in, uh, one of the stories I'm not very proud of. He shares in that little conversation, so looking forward to hearing from Joe Moody. And then 7.40ish, we're going to chat into jockey Matt Cameron. He is racing today at the Cambridge Synthetic. Uh, last year, he took a bit of time off just to, just to sort out um, yeah, just a few few things that he wanted, just a little break away from, from the racing scene. 
But he's back today, and he's been, he's got the itch back, and he maybe, maybe he's going to bring a few tips to the show because we all know we love a wee tipster. So, Matt, that will be my first question. Are you racing a winner today? Because the people want it. The people are hungry. It is Wednesday. The TAB accounts are full and ready to rip in. I can't wait to chat to Matt Cameron about that. And then just after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Ash Dixon, the mighty Ash Dixon out of the mighty Hawks Bay. Uh, he is an absolute champion. He's done it all. He's represented in the New Zealand Māori's team, the Hawks Bay Magpies. He's won a title with the, um, the Highlanders down in Dunedin. Uh, he's done it all. He's currently just signed over to head over to Japan to fill his pockets up with yen. Bit like Bears in the in, in IPL with the rupee. He's gone over. He's making that decision. He's leaving us. So it's a big, big loss for New Zealand. But looking forward to that conversation with Ash Dixon out of the mighty Hawks Bay. So we've got a great show ahead. And like always, we'll be uh, debating current topics around the world of all sports. We would love your insights and views. So give us a text on double eight double three or give us a call on the Kennards Higher phone line 0800 150 811. Queer Lewis, good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, Izzy. Good, Izzy. <laughs> I am stoked to be here at six past six on a lovely Wednesday morning watching um, Baz's Trinidad Knight Riders in the CPL yes. semi final. And I don't think, although they've just hit a four, but I, I think they'll be up against it here. They've just lost wickets. Timmy Seifert couldn't quite get it done. Um, big Kyron Pollard couldn't get it done. They need 22 off six balls, so you'd have to get busy if you were the Night Riders. Mate, that's what dreams are made of, mate. They love that. They got, they got two wickets in hand. I'm currently watching it too. I'm a bit delayed behind you though, so I'm getting all the all the updates from yourself. But um, yeah, watching this this game as well. Kyron Pollard, he was absolutely buffing it as well. And then Tim Seifert, uh, listened to his conversation yesterday with Ian Smith. Great to see him over there. Uh, just couldn't get it done in the end, but still not over yet. Still not over yet, mate. So it's all good. But hey, Ben, anyway, how'd you, how were you? How were you yesterday after the show? You all good? Yeah, good, bro. Just you know, a Tuesday, dreary old Tuesday. Watched the new episode of Billions, loving that. Bobby Axelrod, the goat. Um, so enjoyed that. And then I don't know, does Daisy get right into the Met Gala outfits and the Met Gala? <laughs> Because I I just had it polluted all over my news feed, and then Shannon was, yeah. uh, what's uh what's I said oh Radicardi's oh what's she wearing I don't know who's she wearing I don't know <laughs> she's not wearing a person she's got a dress on um I don't know well, some of them were mate some of them, <laughs> the outfits were outrageous what about um Kim Kardashian mate Kim Kardashian and Kanye <laughs> going there you can't even see their mugs which is probably not a bad thing but. You know, they're, they're all hidden under these, I don't know, what are they wearing, leg stockings? Or just putting a stocking over your head? <laughs> we could like probably do that costume. at home. I might go get the wife's stockings and just chuck it over my lid and <laughs> probably be a better sight than what I'm running at the moment. Anyway, so, <laughs> mate, it's, uh, I did, my my uh, my Instagram was flooded with it. Look, I, uh, I don't know. I just probably couldn't think of anything worse, mate. What an absolute, I can't say it on air, but what a, you know, it. Just, you know, like just go in, <laughs> in there and look at me. But hey, it's it's the highlights, and our, our very own Taika Waititi was there rolling around for his new maybe fiance, uh, Rita Ora. Um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. But on that, billions, billions, what a watch, eh? Good watch. And that's what I want to know at home as well because I'm struggling. I'm struggling to find a good series. 
of um, watching Homeland at the moment. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. I stayed up a wee bit late last night, 9.30, way past my bedtime. Way past my I watched wow. three episodes with the wife. Yeah, well, we, we, as soon as the kids go to bed, mate, 7.03 p.m. at night, they're snoring. Me and Daisy in bed, we're watching a couple of episodes of, of, of Netflix before we're snoring. I can't stay up past 9.30 these days. Hey, I'm struggling. 9.30 is a goodie. I'm like 8.30 and I'm starting to hit the wall, eh? I'm battling, so <laughs> that's pretty. That's a good effort. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm watching Homeland, but dur- dur- during the day, I'll, I'll be keen to watch something because I'm pretty immobile at the moment and... I'm actually really over it, Louis. I'm over it. Oh, yeah, I feel sorry. Oh, poor Daggy. Um, but you know, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it at the moment. But anyway, I need a, I need another series. If anyone at home can help me with a wee series, please give me a text. Double eight, double three. Um, just a good watch. I actually love um, I love documentaries like real life docos. I've I just watched Turning Point. Um, the World Trade Centers. It's obviously yeah been twenty years since nine eleven. Um, that was a very fascinating watch. Just a lot of detail. Just the the chaos that was created over in America. So I've watched that at the moment, but I need something now. So please give me a text double eight double three with your series of choice that I should watch, please. Um, a couple of things there. The St. Lucia's just won, so the the Night Riders are done and dusted. They've just hold out, all all out, gone. It's all over. So tough luck, the Night Riders. Hopefully, Calcutta can fly the flag in the IPL. Have you seen Succession? Succession? No, haven't seen that. Uh, What's that about? Okay, well, stop what you're doing right now. Just hang up, <laughs> hang up your headset, and just go and watch. You want me to go? Yeah, just. I'm off. <laughs> it, it is insane. It's so the new so series uh, season three is coming back in about a month's time in October, and it's about kind of like media mogul, this media mogul, kind of like a R- Rupert Murdoch big baddie called Logan Roy, right? And he's got this family of just like these children that he's raised just to be the most savage, messed up characters. And they're all kind of vying against each other to who takes over his, you know, $50 billion empire. And it's um, oh. it's very, very good drama. It's an HBO uh, show. Anyone endorses Succession, double eight, double three, that would be my pick. But um, yeah, mate, I feel for you, you know, it's not a great time of year coming out of spring to be on one leg, so I don't blame you for feeling a bit down from time to time. Yeah, oh, here we go, here we go, got one. Watch Money Heist, Izzy, on Netflix. Money Heist. I've actually, is that, is that a thumbs up from Trudy? I've got a thumbs up from Trudy. That is a great Trudy, is that series. Good? It is so good. Is it Spanish? Spanish, set in the bank, yeah. and the, Oh, God, it's good. It's really good. Addictive. Oh. And it's not too violent. So do you know what? Do I've actually... I've actually watched it. I've I've watched. I started watching it, and I think I've got pretty much a long way through it, quite a few uh, episodes. But I, then we stopped watching it for some well, reason. It's a little gets a little well, bit unbelievable. You sort of yeah. like, oh, yeah. God. But you sort of just, yeah. you know, it's better than lockdown. I found that long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's much better than lockdown. How, can you guys do those shows where they have to dub? Do you watch it in Spanish or do you watch it with the dubbed over um, uh, languages? You know, the dubbed over language. So you're watching it in. English, uh, English. Uh, oh. what, hearing it in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, but the the mouth that moves at the wrong time and it just I, I can't it triggers me so much. <laughs> oh, Louis, you can have I a know reading what you lesson. Mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really, really good. I really liked it. Money heist, yeah. And Succession gets oh, took okay. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is good, isn't it? So Succession is that on? That's not on Netflix. So H, where do I? Neon. Neon. Okay, Neon. 
Okay, download Neil. And Bridgerton. Buy another subscription. Have you tried well. Bridgerton, yeah. you and Daisy? Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Oh, do you, you know what? Bridgerton. Is that with the, the the guy, the actor? He's not in the season two, but that was the only reason people actually watched season one was the guy. What was his, what was his name? Trudy, you'd probably know him. I don't know the name, the, but yeah. Nice Yeah, ass. but he's, he's hot, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's equal. You get good-looking girls and guys, so it's, it's a it's a double help. Yeah, parody. That's all we ask for. <laughs> you know what? I actually watched the an episode of that, and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is a little bit of me. This <laughs> <laughs> is a little bit of me. It's ago? like Spartacus. Yeah, yeah. It's like Spartacus. You remember Spartacus? Yeah. Were you watching it in, in incognito? <laughs> <laughs> I might have been watching my phone, but you know, I was like a crayfish. One of my eyes might have been. I uh, poked on the TV going, oh, hello. No, no, <laughs> um, I have a, Daisy, the girls love Bridgerton. Bridgerton is, is, is a must watch. Haven't watched it. I've watched a wee bit and just thought, oh, yeah, it, it looks like you know, one for the one for the girls anyway. So I've got another one here. Izzy, Last Breath. Last Breath, not a series, but a movie based on a true story. Fantastic. Also, Banshee. Very, very good. That's from Mark. Last Breath. Is that on? That'll be on Netflix, surely. Yeah, I'm going to write all these down. Hey, what about this from oh. Brett? Is he speaking of billions? One point eight billion to build the Death Star, home of the Raiders, and venue for yesterday's Monday Night Football oh. overtime win for the home side over the Ravens. Not my teams, but that was some good viewing yesterday afternoon. Up the Dolphins, Brett. Hundred percent agree, mate. That was incredible viewing. Both teams tried to lose yeah. it until uh, the Raiders decided that they wanted to win it. But one point eight billion dollars for a stadium, and we couldn't even get a. We had, we had to <laughs> kick and scream to get a twenty-four, thirty-seat thousand-seat stadium. <laughs> in the middle of Christchurch. It's oh, a different world, isn't it? I know. It's a different world. Uh, America, they just know how to do it. I watched that game, and it was such a good game to watch. Like, I'm not a Raiders fan, but after that, Las Vegas, Raiders, everything's just aligning for me. Being in Las Vegas, watching the Raiders go up against Lamar Jackson and the and the Ravens, and the, the Ravens actually had it the, in the bag, and then Lamar actually got, got a couple of fumbles. And uh, and they lost that game in overtime. Derek Carr stepped up. Waller, the tight end, scoring a couple of TDs. Um, man, that was a really really good game to watch. And and a couple of tweets actually I was reading yesterday. It's probably the round, the f- number one round of all time. There was just so many classic True. games being played. Um, just so good, so good. I'm so happy the NFL season's here. And I know Joe in the back is pumped too because his Forty Nine has got up, but they won't go. Through. Anyway, but that's okay. My Panthers got up over the Jets. I'm happy. I'm it, happy. It's um, it's incredible. So like when the NBA goes away, and I'm not a massive baseball fan, but. Uh, or hockey, really, but when the NFL comes back, it's just such a good time zone for us, especially on breakfast, because you kind of it's that like midday to kind of three pm viewing where you just like want to sit on the couch and watch something. Um, it's a great time filler, and it's a, such a good product. Hey, Izzy, on the show previously, we've been the kind of leading um, equestrian broadcast across New Zealand. You could say kind of like the the forefront of equestrian. <laughs> Um, coverage and yeah. uh, broadcasting. So I suppose we should touch on um, well, the disappointing <laughs> actions of one of our um, sporting colleagues, old <laughs> Willie Wallace and his mate down in Wanaka. Gee whiz, what William. a shambles. What a shambles. Oh, William. Oh, William. William Wallace. Um, look, we all make mistakes, mate. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, mate. Uh, like, honestly, I can help you. 
I can help you. Not in, in your decision making, but mate, I can help you. I can help you with that lid. Come see me. Come see me and I'll sort you out, mate. Come see me and Daggy will be out of Look, I've been there, I've done that. I've been there, I've done that. I've I've had my time in the sun. It's not nice. It's not nice. I can you know. So if you need any help, brother, come see me though. William Wallace. Uh bad, bad decision. But anyway, they they've been punished, they've been thrown out in the papers. That's that's enough for well, them and let's just all move forward and They've actually only had public, by, they've had trial by public perception so far. I don't even know if they've been charged yet, have they, Trudy? Do you know? Yeah. Uh, no, they're not charged Oh, it's yet. crazy, it's crazy. So they're no. going to have to. It's, 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 a, it's a touchy subject, eh? Because I remember um, there was actually a couple of Māori people that went to a tangi maybe a year ago and they got chucked in jail or they ran out of MIQ. Anyway, something happened and um, they they went to jail and, yeah, there's nothing been come come up from this. But I'm sure they'll be punished, mate. They'll be punished for what they've done. They know they've done wrong. and um, They're probably being punished enough looking out. at the front page of the Herald. Like that's, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> They look like they're yeah. proper criminals. Oh, that's, no. it. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Like, it. Yes, they made a mistake. They flew down there. They, they definitely shouldn't have done it. But, yeah, they've been hung out. Like that. I just was seeing Trudy's paper there. They're on the front page like they're, like they're murderers. So, nah. Yeah, that's just, right. Just, yeah. it kind just of trying like, to have a bit of a laugh here. Trying to have a bit of a laugh. i seen you little and I said, mate, come see me. I've got to help you there. But anyway, come on. <laughs> it looks like it's like an old western, you know. These are like, um, can we like find these people? Like a bounty hunter needs to go and track these people down. It's terrible. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I wonder how many people out there have done the same thing and just haven't been caught or right now are sitting at home thinking, ooh, we probably dodged one there. Yeah. I hope everybody's Maybe playing heads, by the rules. Right. Yeah. Heads, yeah, yeah, totally. We're I, nearly there, Louis. After my little spill yesterday, we're nearly there, Auckland. We're nearly there. Just just keep keep staying strong. Keep staying strong. Watch some more Netflix. We've got a few here. Good Izzy Lewis, the miniseries Chernobyl. I've watched that and on Neon. One of the best I've seen. Classic historical drama. I totally agree. Tim the teacher, welcome back. Good to have Timmy you on, Timmy the brother. T. Izzy. I recommend The Bridge, TVNZ On Demand, as a good watch. A mix of English and Spanish starting, starring Diana Kruger, another Mark Auckland. Cheers. Great, great recommendations. Thank you, team. I'm gonna, I've written them down, and, well, you won't see me. I'm going to holiday post this. <laughs> Fair enough, too. Get that <laughs> foot up in the air. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. B, uh, Baz is over in, at the IPL, hopefully going to get one up for the Knight Riders, the Trinidad Tobago Knight Riders. Haven't quite got it done in the semi-final of the CPL. We've got Champions League football going on, heaps more. We're going to talk Lasith Malinga. He has retired from cricket this morning overnight. So we're going to talk about him after this. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 20 minutes past 6am here for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yeah, 25 minutes past 6 o'clock, 0800 150 Give us a call, especially... If you're waking up in the Waikato region today, 9.54, welcome. Heidi, my, great to have you on board. Give us a call, 0800 150 811, the Kennards higher phone line. Hey, Izzy, unfortunately, young boys have equalised against United uh, for you. Ronaldo oh. scored in the 13th minute, but uh, Imalio has equalised in the 66th, so we're 82 minutes through and it's one all. Gutting. Gutting, gutting. Always time, though. Always time when Ronaldo's here, mate. You know, it can't be too easy. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Are you, just, are you getting updates online? I'm trying to find it. It's not on TV. I'm gutted. Gutted, anyway. I'll be able to stream it somewhere. 
Yeah, yeah, it'll be somewhere up to Scott. So there's plenty of Champions League going on today, actually, and then uh, tomorrow as well. So this is the group stages. Um, so we'll keep updated with that later on. We've got, who do we have? Chelsea's playing at 7 o'clock. So it's Juve, Barcelona, all the heavy hitters. Then tomorrow, Atletico, Liverpool, Inter Milan. So we'll, uh, and PSG as well. So we'll be following along with that. Hey, but is overnight. We we heard the news mm. that Lasith Malinga, has called his time on international cricket. He'd pulled away from test cricket a long time ago and ODI cricket recently, and he was just playing T20 internationals for his beloved Sri Lanka. What a player, right? What a player, mate. What a player. 101 test uh, test wickets, 338 ODI wickets, and 107 T20 wickets as well. So... All forms of uh, all forms of cricket. He's uh, made a wee dent. He's stamped his mark. Huge, huge, um, you know, influence on the game of cricket. And we, we all, you got to remember, Lasith Malinga, the most unorthodox bowling style ever. And that, that's my uh, next comment as well. That we've had some greats going for one of my favourite bowlers. Um, you know, being a, a fellow cricketer growing up, used to try and idolise this guy. Was a guy called Makaya Intini. He played for South Africa. He had the most unorthodox um, bowling style, um, but so, so good at what he did. Um, fast bowler as well, bowled over 140 clicks for the, for the South Africa. Um, but we've had some absolute doozies over the years. Uh, any of those spring team? I've got another one, Lance Klusner. I don't know if you remember Lance Klusner playing for South Africa. The Klusner with his bowling style. Um, Shaul Bakhtar. Hey, well, there's, many, many more. Who, who else, Louis? There's the greats. I mean, like, Murley's wrist was cooked. Oh. I mean, Mur- he, he was... And you, Do you remember that? You go back and watch that game where he was playing in Australia and the, the ump whose name escapes me kept no-balling him um, because they thought he was chucking it, but it was total mm. BS. Um, the other one, the big slinger, Sean Tate. Like, he, he didn't sling mm. from the side, but he wound up and, like, really planted, and then Baz was just there scooping him for six everywhere. It was, yeah. Yeah, the glory days. Oh, there is many, many. Like, um, who was it? Was it Paul Adams? Was it Paul Adams that played for South Yeah, yep, Paul America? Adams, bang on, yep. Yeah, he had the left arm spilling like, over the over the top. Yeah, that was a, quite a, a random old action. But um, I, actually, I'll tell you a story. I got to, mate, unbelievable, best experience of my life. Two years ago, we played in Napier and, and um, uh, Melithrin. Was playing, was playing for the Black Clash, and he was playing on the team rugby's team as well. So we went to the nets. We went to the nets, and we, I got to face Mutaya Malithrin, mate, the, the greatest spinner of all time up there with Warney for me. Like, it was the most unbelievable experience, and I can understand why it was so impossible to hit him because he'd just float it up. And because he, he'd throw it out the back, it was, or, you know, he'd try and do it like a, it's like a forehand, you know, over going over, spinning towards you. It'll actually. He float it up, but because the spin was so intense going forward, it, it would actually just dip on you. It would dip on you just before you want to hit it, and then obviously spin either way, either way it wanted to do the douche row or whatever he did with, with the ball, mate. Unbelievable. And here's me, Bodie, Geordie, we're all facing him. We're just trying to pump him out of the park. <laughs> none, of us, none of us connected once at all, and, um, mate, it was the best experience. And then we had Jay Warden on our team as well, and we... We nearly won that game. We nearly won that game in McLean Park. But for me, that was one of the great, one of the great um, experiences for myself getting to face Mutai Malithrin. Oh, the great man! Is he still an all right Nick? Does he enjoy a beer? Like, because he, he never was like the biggest oh. athlete. 
Mate, he, he, he went on, he bowled his three overs, and then he all of a sudden pulled a hammy, went off. <laughs> <laughs> he, yes. don't, he don't field, mate. He don't bat, he don't field. He was so funny. It was the funniest thing we've seen. He just went on, bowled our, our <laughs> co-host Grant Elliott out with an absolute booger. I remember that. He bowled him like three metres outside off, and it bowled him, it spun back, hit off stump. Unbelievable ball. And um, But, yeah, then he went off with a sore hammy all of a sudden. <laughs> it was funny. Brilliant. Uh, Mark has come through. SCNZ, that umpire was Daryl Hare. You're bang on. It was. What a grub. That was terrible performance. <laughs> um, that was awful. So thank you for coming through there, Mark, on double eight, double three. And uh, just before we get off to the news, we're waking up to the sad, sad news this morning that Colin, Mung, uh, Colin de Gronholm has um, shaved his, his mullet off. So... <laughs> So just thoughts and prayers for the mullet. After yesterday's chat, we have lost the mullet. Someone else could probably shave their head off as well, Lou. But anyway, we'll yeah, probably. Anyway, <laughs> uh, time for the news with Trudy and Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. A beautiful rendition of the weather. 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast. My man Izzy Dag down there with his foot up. Looking like another lovely bluebird day in the 03. A lovely place to live. Every day I wake up and I walk to work in the concrete jungle of Auckland lockdown and I think oh, Izzy's just living the life out there in a hoke just down the road from uh, the Kai Poi Soccer Club. Just heaven on earth. <laughs> I'm just having a wee giggle here because our good co- our good host from the uh, SCNZ team, Grant Elliott, has texted in. He said, one, he's just missed a straight one. He's talking about uh, Mutai Militarin in that game. No, the jab. He did not miss a straight one. It moved about three metres from the righty and you left it. And then he's written, the highlight of my career was facing Izzy's back of the hand slower ball. <laughs> did he pick it? I bowled <laughs> no, he didn't pick it. He didn't pick it. I didn't never bowl the back of the hand slow ball. Anyway, he's taught he's taught me into it. He's taught me into it. And then I was bowling to him in the nets. We're doing a little promo for the Black Clash, and um, I bowled into him in the nets, and I just did one out the back of the hand, and it actually came out really good and caught him by surprise. So, Jeff, that's your that's your ball, mate. The, the back of the hand slower. And Jav, javelin. You, just, you know that when you sign off Jav, it's okay because your name comes through anyway, mate. You do work here. So, so, so we do not. Grant Elliott, we champion. Do, we what do, a champ. What a, yeah, 100%. What a, what, a great, what a great addition to the stellar lineup on SENZ. Hey, uh, well, today, Izzy, for a Love Racing update, loveracing.nz, you're home for everything thoroughbred racing. You want to make a buck? Yeah. Well, let's go to Cambridge. Because there are some lovely chances going around. And I, look, you, you think this is the privilege of having a radio show. You you want to get a guest on that might be able to lead you into a couple, find out some information? Well, you just do it. So Maddie Cameron's coming up after 7.40, and he's got a couple mm. of gun runs. One pretty rosser that was very competitive a couple of weeks ago uh, for Lauren Brennan. Gets barrier one. It's about the $3.60 mark. I want to ask Matt if we can give us a steer into that one. He's got the good barrier. If she's got gate speed, she's going to be very competitive again. And in the last, well, he's on Parker Lewis for Chris Gibbs making the trip down again from barrier one at that $4.60. He's got chances all over the card, but those in particular are two that take my interest. Uh, e 
Eagle Tarzan for Baker Forsman, the second starter. It's a trial winner. It's been on. This is the beauty of it. He's a local at Cambridge, so he rides a lot of these horses in track work, and he has ridden a lot of them in the trials as well. That's race five. Um, we've got chances across the card, including in race two, where he's on another one for Baker Forsman. Funny game. I reckon we can find a couple today, Izzy. I reckon we can get a little bit of a bank balance to unleash this weekend where we've got about three group ones, I think, across Australia and New Zealand. It's going to be a huge weekend. Oh, mate, get a bit of a bank balance. I heard you got a bank balance yesterday, mate. You went all right on the wee punt, did ya? I just found a couple at Tari and weighing around. What are you, what are you betting on in India on Tuesday, are you? What's going on? Is there any races on Tuesday? Oh, this mate, right, the great game never stops. You can always, if you're itchy, there is always a way just to kind of relieve that that itch. So, uh, that's, so that's the beautiful thing about racing. It never stops, but there's plenty going on. Um, as I say, today at about oh, 2 p.m., we should get the markets open for the Tarzino Trophy. Smithy said it's been wet there all week. I checked in with Jamie Richards about Avon Taj. She will be the favourite in the race. Max, not racing, eh? Tabby Max, yep. pulled out of it. Bang, bang on, Alan Sharrick. He's not ha- He's not happy to let his charge go into the uh, Group 1 race. I mean, you have to be at the peak in a Group 1 to win it. And you just don't want to put a horse mm. in there underdone or that's not quite where they need to be, and, and Sharrick is the master trainer, so he knows Tavi Mac better than anyone. Um, Avon Taj, who came through that same race, and it was a bit of an odd performance from both of them. Tiakau seemed to think that she's she's done everything right. She's spot on. So, again, you could just put it down to a bad day at the office. We all have them. Um, it'll be mm. curious to see what the market looks like when it opens. Anyway, that's what's going on there. And after this... Hey, gonna, Louis. Yeah, Louis. yeah, yeah. About, about 8.40, 8.40, I'm going to bring a wee tip, all right? To bring a wee tip for the crew. I'm going to put my name to a wee tip because that's what I do only in America. Bring it home last week. Hopefully this one can help you out today as well. So stay tuned. Later in the show, 8.40, I'll bring a wee tip to the show. Oh, just for everybody welcoming, waking up on <laughs> on 9.54 in the Waikato, the horse country, the equine country, <laughs> Izzy Dag is here to provide the goods. And um, <laughs> Richie's come through with a text there, Izzy. Question, can a slow bowler bowl a slow ball? Grant was an after bowler. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a Richie. Grant. Yeah, but Grunter, Grunter wasn't actually, he was a good, you know, you know when you Medium just needed slow. to give your fast bowlers a rest. Yeah, you needed to give your fast ball. You wanted to get your bowler down the other end. So you needed someone to fill in for an over? That was Grunter, wasn't it? <laughs> no. Jeez, oh, that's tough. On he's listening Love at six. You, Grunter. He, he doesn't deserve that. It's uh, it's twenty minutes. You, it's twenty minutes to seven. You're you're better than those. You didn't go to Wanaka, and that's why we love you, Grant. You're 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 a good man. It's twenty to seven. And after this, you want a $50 TAB bonus bet to unload on Pretty Rossa. Any of the chances today? Izzy's tip coming up later? Give us a call. Let's take on the Ismaster, the Quizmaster, 0800 150 811. The Kennard's Hire phone line for Quizzy Dag coming up after this. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> 
Here we go, here we go. It's that time of the morning. And wow, if you like myself and you need a bit of cash in the TAB account, you don't have to look any further than Quizzy Dag. We've got an absolute doozy today. It is tough. It is tough, I must say. It is an absolute toughie. But we ain't giving it away for free like the drive show. They gave away 200 bucks yesterday, courtesy of the team in TAB. Awesome work, Beave and Cursed. But here we go. Morning Mark. Morning Mark. From the other bay. The other bay. How are you? Hello. Mark, good morning. You there? Yeah, I'm here, Hello. mate. I'm here. Mark, good morning. Bloody good. How are you? Yeah, he's back, eh? He's back. Redemption. It's redemption we'll time, brother. Here we go. Here we go. Nice and easy start. Who hit nine sixes and one innings in the Caribbean Premier League for the Barbados Royals on Monday? Chris Gale? Oh. I don't know. Oh, no good. Sorry. Sorry, Marky. Sorry, Marky. Thanks very much for calling, mate. Appreciate your time. Callum, good morning. That was Glenn Phillips. Yeah, it was Glenn Phillips. Well done. Here we go. Yeah. Question number two. What inspired Danal Medvedev's dead fish celebration after he won the US Open? Dead fish celebration. Yeah. What inspired uh, it? <laughs> uh, I don't know, mate. Five, uh, four, I don't know. He likes fishing. Three. He likes fishing. I don't know. Uh, I've made it a bit harder, I've made it a bit harder. Sorry, mate. Next time. Okay. Richie, good morning. Richie. Morning. Good morning, Richie. Here we go. Question number two. What video game inspired Danal Medvedev's dead fish celebration after he won the US Open? Uh, FIFA. Football game. Yes, well done, well done. Well done. Here we go. Question number three. Luca Jones has been to how many Olympics games? Three. Five. Three. No. Sorry, Richie. Sorry, Richie. 0800 150 811. If you think you can take on the quiz master, I've got an absolute doozy today. We're not giving away for free. Craig, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Craig. Luca Jones has been to how many Olympic games? Have a guess at four. Yes, great guess, great yes, Craig. Here we go. Which All Black did Quade Cooper credit after his comeback performance on Sunday? Five, four, three. Oh God, only knows Bowden Barrett. You reckon Bodie? <laughs> Bodie helped Quade. Oh, I wouldn't love to see that happen. No, no, sorry. Sorry, Craig. Here we go. David, morning. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Dave? Yeah, going all right. That's the way. Love to hear it, mate. Which former All Black did Quade Cooper credit after his comeback performance on Sunday? It was Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill Williams. Thank you. David, to bring it home, mate. Who was the skipper of New Zealand's first America's Cup challenge? Oh. Was it Peter Blake? Three. No. No, it wasn't. Sorry, mate. It wasn't. Sorry, mate. Simon, good morning, Simon. 
you going, Mark? Is he? I'm going Is well, current? mate. Yourself? Good, mate. Good. Sorry? What'd you current, say, sorry? Um, the current skipper. Or... No. no, who was the skipper of New Zealand's first America's Cup Challenge? Oh, first. Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> when was that? Five, four, ages three. ago. Uh, <laughs> ages ago. <laughs> Two. No, one. The other guys Have Yeah. Nah, no idea. Yeah, sorry, nah, bro. No idea, mate. Oh, sorry. Thanks, mate. Thanks for calling. Gig. Good morning, Gig. How are you, mate? How are you? To bring it home, mate. Surely you've got Google going. Put me away. What nah, is it? I, I, was, I was gonna say Captain Cook, but um, <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Columbus. <laughs> Not uh, who, who Butterworth. I wouldn't have a bloody clue. No, Brad Butterworth. Oh, nah, nah, it isn't. Sorry. Right. Sorry, bud. Have a good, have a good day, gig. What a day in the Christchurch, eh? Hey? Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, cracker. Cracker. Nice, mate. Thanks for calling. Wow. The stumped everyone, mate. We're stumped everyone. Damon, get Damon on the line. Damon. Give me Damon. Give me Damon. Damon. How you going, boys? Oh, I'm going good, Damo. Here we go. Put me away, mate. How? Who was the skipper of New Zealand's first America's Cup challenge? Chris Dixon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Damo. Good work, mate. Beautiful. That was a toughie, eh? Yeah, no, I didn't think I'd get on, and I saw everyone missing, so I thought I'd try and ring through. I was surprised to get through, so I'm wrapped. I did. Nah, mate, I saw your name, and I got you to the top of the line, bud. So thanks for calling. Spend it wisely. I'll give you a tip about right. 8.40 today. Stay tuned, brother. I will. Thank you. Beautiful, Izzy. That was a doozy. That was a doozy, Izzy. Diggy, daggy, quizzy. That was just, it was, that was on fire. (laughs) That was a doozy. That was a doozy. Give us a call tomorrow, Mark. I know you're there waiting in the phone box. Love your work, mate. Mark from from the other bay. Uh, We'll see see how that goes down on Friday or Sunday. The Battle of the Bays, of course, in the returning Bunnings NPC. Anyway, it is seven minutes, eight minutes away from seven. We'll be back with Trudy for Trudy's World after this. Yeah, coming up three minutes away from seven o'clock on the fifteenth of September. Plenty of going on, plenty of going on, plenty to get to in the next hour, including Joe Moody, Matt Cameron. We're going to talk Rugby World Cup two-year cycle and maybe some electric footy players as well but right now at this time every day like we like to do it's true as well 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 Yes, the lighter side of the news here to put a smile on your dial. A bit like that intro. I thought we were getting a new one. Anyway, uh, today is the 15th of September, 15 days till uh, 15 Fridays till Christmas. Sorry, C word. Uh, we're halfway through the first month of spring and daylight saving starts next weekend. So I've decided, because I've never really understood hump day, why they call Wednesday hump day. So from now till Easter, it's legs out Wednesday. So shorts, boardies and stubbies for you boys for, the, for till Easter. Spread your legs Wednesday, Chris <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Skirts and shorts for the ladies. I've rocked out a little yellow denim number today. So, And Johnny McNeil, our afternoon newsreader, he wears shorts all year round. So we, it's been approved by SENHQ across the ditch. It is official. It is Legs Out Wednesday. And a rival radio station has tops off Tuesday. So just be grateful we aren't doing that, right? That's a bit wow. Dumb. That's a... Well, you won't be getting that from me. No. <laughs> um, and talking style, this is no Met Gala fashion show here in the SENZ studio, I can tell you. Joe comes to work in a onesie. Kieran's face mask asks fashion statements in themselves. Louis, your David Bain jumpers are awesome. At least Izzy got <laughs> style. Thanks, Daisy. And the hairstyles, you should see the hairstyles around here. We are in lockdown here in Auckland, fifth week of no haircuts. So as a tribute to Colin de Gronholm, who got rid of his mullet, and a bit of a tip of the cap to Ethan Blackadder and um, Jack Goodhue and their moulet. <laughs> Louis, it's time for a haircut, bro. Are we, ha- are we having a go in the news? Oh, no, you read the news. So, can't <laughs> so your partner, Shannon, has one of the styliest haircuts on TV, mate, for it's News a, Hub. She, a bit modern. She's a bit very mod. So it's time for you to tidy that lid. I'm here to help so my new lockdown Pull side hustle. Pull yourself together, mate. You've got comfortable, Louis. You've got comfortable <laughs> in your shoes, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Yesterday I tried doing the thing where I said, uh, you know, I'm the boss really, yeah, I just got this look of just, you are honestly such a waste of time. So $10 haircuts, $10 haircuts is my new side hustle. Oh. Joe had a good idea, he says, no, you should pay us 10 bucks for letting you cut our hair. Well, look, hey, everything's content, so um, maybe we'll just write it off as a business expense. Do it, Louis, do it, Louis. Get your hair cut, please. Sure. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So since you said please, of course. No, I need a haircut. I need a haircut. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Trudy. Thank you, Izzy. I'll, I'll do it for the show. Out of respect for Baz and Izzy okay, for David. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Easy yes. on. Oh, I bet you wherever he is right now. I don't think he's in Auckland. He's probably getting into a McCafe coffee. I wish I could have one. News is coming up next with Trudy, then Joe Moody. But first, it is the news with Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Atamarie, Morena, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Wednesday, the 15th of September, and it's just after 7 a.m. on this glorious sunny day here in Christchurch. How good. Can't wait to get outside and get some fresh air. But, mate, we've had a Great show so far. If you've missed anything, make sure you head over to our podcast or download the SEN app and you can catch all things on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've talked Lasif Malinga, his retirement overnight. Absolute legend of the game. He'll go down as one of the all-time greats. Uh, we've also just been chewing the fat. I want to hear your idea. We've had some great ideas, actually, about um, some potential series I could watch at the moment while I've got my feet up. Uh, elevating, getting rid of the swelling, some series. I've had some great recommendations coming through, so keep firing those through throughout the morning. Give me a text on double eight double three uh, with your recommendations or what I should watch over the next coming days. Also, great news overnight, 9.54 a.m. Hamilton, welcome aboard. Love having you listening and tuning in to the Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and then you'll be followed by Smithy, Staffy, Kirsten Beeve in the, uh, in the drive show, so... Awesome, awesome team to bring you some heat and talk sport throughout the day. Well, coming up just after seven, we're going to be talking to the one and only Joe Moody out of uh, Gold Coast. Joe with that unbelievable beard, and I think yesterday he shaved it off. 
I think he shaved it off. It's gone, which is unbelievable. I'm not surprised, actually. He's not the boss at his house, and I'm pretty sure that his partner wasn't a fan. So we do as we told, I guess. Anyway, 7.40ish, we're going to be talking to Matt Cameron. He's a jockey. He is racing today at the Cambridge Synthetic. And, well, we love tips. We love horses, and we love giving the pundits a wee tipple or two. So Matty Cameron at 7.40ish will be bringing some heat. Giving us some insights to today, what's going to transition. We've got a beautiful weekend of racing ahead. The Tarzino in Hawks Bay. Tavi Max not racing. Can Dragon Leap get the win? Avantage, can it redeem itself? Well, soon to know that this weekend. Looking forward to that weekend of racing. But till then, Louis. Yeah. How are you, Louis? I'm you all right, mate? I'm good. I just, there's a bit of a drive-by from Trudy and Trudy's world, but <laughs> you know, it's not... Not awesome to be compared to David Bain before seven AM on a Wednesday, but that's all right. You know, we just it is it is what it is. I'm um, sorry. Nah, I'm deeply, fine. deeply sorry. No, you know you're not. No, you are not. It's oh, better. Be. Is it because your partner is so styly? You can't have two of the same truths, isn't it? You oh, can't have right. two of the same, can you? Or can you? No, well, you no, look you at you and Daisy, like power couple. Oh, oh, wow. I don't know what I've done to Trudy today. I don't know what I've done. Anyway, nah, it's, you know, sometimes you just have I to be the butt Trudy's of the jokes. Shoes, I love Trudy's shoes. I can see them in the camera. They are nice. Nice, yep. You got the gooch on. Love it. <laughs> loving it. Is yesterday, um, yesterday you, you put a little list together of your top five hardest working rugby players, and it went down so well that we had a message overnight. Uh, SENZ mm. Breakfast. Hi, lads. Yesterday you did who was the hardest working rugby player. What about today? Who was the most electric rugby players? Obviously, Jonah is up there, but for me, Rapini, Kaka, and Bula was, the, was mine. Uh, was a young teenage kid when watching him. And he was electric. That's come from Xander. Mm. Have you? Have you? Mm. Do you reckon you can have a think for Xander and come up with some names? I've I've got some names, Louis. So you just give me the go, and I'll push the go button, mate, and I'll bring some heat. What do you want it now, or what do you want? I want no, no. I want you to save it, and I want people on double eight, okay. double three to come through with their most electric rugby players, and then we'll get you to drop your list just just before the half hour news, and we'll see if people have got some similar names because there's so many to choose from. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if Joe Moody would fit the bill. He's probably not necessarily electric. He's more dynamic in the scrum, mm. isn't he? Um, my my sister's sent me a, a message. Sorry, I've just got distracted. She's just taking the mickey out of me. Israel, you could always read a book. Well, if that's too hard, audio books. Ha ha, from your sister. <laughs> oh my gosh, Makisha. Don't you pipe up. Sorry, Lou, I just got distracted by my sister's text. Um, mate, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, electric rugby players, I've got a list here, but we have to define it as well. For electric, like there is fast players, but I want players that were fast, they were rapid, but when they sidestep, when they move laterally, they say it at the same speed. So I want guys right. erratic on the field. Yeah, right, right, right. So there's the criteria. Yep. Double eight, double three, then. We're going to compile this list and get it up for half uh, the half hour. So thank you for coming through overnight with that, Xander. Appreciate the correspondence. Until then, awesome. yesterday, Joe Moody, um, well, he, he took some time out to catch up with us. It was just me in the end, but that's all right. I, I kind of got the good oil out of Joe because at the end of this chat, 
here, he really did lay, he laid the smack down like an old wrestling move of his and he kind of picks you up and drops you on your head a little bit. So we'll hear that. But I started off as he by asking Joe um, how it was to be in the red hot atmosphere of test match intensity again after a long layoff with that toe injury. Yeah, no, as, uh, as well as I'd sort of mentally prepared for it and everything, it was still a bit of a shock to the system. Uh, getting out there and straight into, you know, test, test match level intensity. Um, the body held up all right, you know, I'm just a bit battered and bruised this year, expect after a um, tough test, but um, toe came through it all good. Just uh, still trying to find my lungs a little bit um, <laughs> after it. Uh, yeah, just tough getting the match fitness sorted. And I imagine playing on the Goldie, it's not exactly like a frosty Christchurch evening. Oh, nah. It's, um, yeah, it's a bit of a different kettle of fish uh, playing at this time of year over on the Goldie. It's uh, definitely nice and warm. Um, we haven't had any real scorches or anything um, so far, so it's, I guess it's, uh, it's nothing really to complain about or anything. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit different to, you know, playing your normal super rugby and um, some, oh, yeah, frosty sort of conditions. The tight forwards have been absolutely firing, Joe. Uh, what's going so right in there and close in the pack, mate, that's making this, um, yeah, such a statement couple of weeks from those tight forwards? Um, a lot of the stuff we've done has been on uh, attitude and uh, our defensive um, patterns and that and just really wanting to get up off the line and shut teams down, um, get shots on and... Um, you know, impose ourselves and impose our physicality on the game. Um, and it just feels like we've really got that want to do that now. Um, and, it, yeah, it looked like that on the weekend too. You know, everyone was coming up off the line just wanting to put shots on and really wanting to chop the argies and not allow them to get any sort of go forward. So um, I think that's been a real, real sort of a winner uh, for us, well, at the moment anyway. What does it do when a guy like Nepo does lay a shot like that, Joe, in minute one? Does it just kind of give everybody goosebumps and get them up for the moment and kind of want to do the same thing? Izzy spoke about it and said earlier in the week how kind of, you know, the the adrenaline that rushes through you. Is that what it feels like out on the field? Yeah, exactly that. It's just, um, it really just pumps everyone up and uh, just, yeah, it, it excites you. And uh, it makes you want to you want to be the next one to, to do that sort of thing. So um, everyone's almost trying to they've, they've seen the platform laid now, and then they're wanting to they're wanting to hit that level, and um, they're really wanting to you know bump it up to the next level sort of thing. So um, yeah, I'm sure once you see a hit like that uh, from someone on your team do it, you're just wanting to yeah replicate it yourself or one up them. So. <laughs> Yeah, it really gets the boys up. Mate, you know as well as anyone, the Argentines are so full of fire and they're so up and about. Um, you know they're going to bring it again, that exact same intensity this weekend and try and peg you back. So how does that make you guys feel and how do you bring that same level of intensity like you did this weekend? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, sometimes it does take a bit to uh, be able to replicate that intensity level you know, from one week to another. Um, so I'm not sure if there's a real uh, set-in-stone answer to how to do that or a real recipe. I guess it's um, each person individually has got to be able to uh, sort themselves out, get themselves in the right mindset and, um, you know, to be there come kick-off uh, on Saturday night. 
So I'm not really sure if I can give you a specific answer and how we can do it, but it just starts, you know, with yourself and everyone's everyone's got to be able to, you know, get on the same page and, and really want it. Hey, Joe, uh, Izzy's not here, which means we get to stick the boot into him. Will you do at least? Uh, who's filled his shoes in the All Blacks team of uh, being the larrikin, you know, being the big joker around the team? Has anybody jumped into those shoes? And uh, do you have any stories about the old, uh, old boy Izzy? Um, the big shoes to fill, definitely. Um, and I'm, I don't know if I can really uh, pinpoint anyone in particular. I guess... Um, Sevu Reese, he's a, he's a bit of a joker and you get a good laugh out of him and the coaches can sort of poke a bit of fun at him and whatnot. So I suppose he's he could have almost filled those shoes. But um, just one quick story that I'll never forget from uh, playing with Daggy. I roomed with him once, and um, which isn't the norm because you normally forge room with forwards and that, but I don't know why we were rooming together. Anyways, before we had to go out on the bus, Daggy had his hair straighteners out and uh, it's before he got his lid sorted actually and um, he was straightening the big long flaps over his wee bald spots at the front and I just I couldn't believe what I was witnessing um, but yeah anyways that was that was Daggy that was Daggy's pre-game ritual oh that's so so good you never would have seen that out at the Tuahiwi Marae before no doubt mate that is hilarious Oh, mate, it was unbelievable. I don't know if I'd seen it anywhere before. I just couldn't believe a man with hair straighteners for a start off. <laughs> Beautiful stuff, Joe. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, man. Congratulations on the comeback and hope you get out there this weekend and enjoy it. Beauty. Thanks very much, and Izzy. Oh, Izzy, what is going on? What do you mean, mate? What do you mean, what's going on? What's going on? Mate, that's the thing I had to get do. That's the, the pro. I had to steal Daisy's GHD, take it away with me, straighten my hair. The worst thing about it is I'd straighten it and I'd spray it. So it was like cemented down to, to cover up the, the, the bald spots. So it was, it was really, it was like concrete on top. And then once I started playing, I started getting sweating. It was like Batman was playing as well because the flaps actually poked up like two little ears <laughs> poking out of the, into the sky. So, look, mate, what an absolute larrikin he is. Joe Mood. I can't believe he shared that story. Now I'm going to share my story, mate. I'm going to share my story. That was the one time we roomed in Auckland. We roomed in Auckland together. We roomed in Auckland uh, playing the blues. And he stinks. <laughs> he stinks, mate. He stinks. He doesn't shower. Doesn't, didn't shower once, mate. Don't even know if he showered after the game. I know he didn't shower before the game, 100%. Here's me coming back going, mate, you haven't even moved. We've just had captain's run. you got to go wash that thing because poor Sammy Whitlock's got to put his head down there. Surely you're going to have a wash. Come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't those props like go. to be nice and stinky? To um, Isn't that what the old French props used to do? Just, just have big, long beards that just are disgusting in the front row? Oh, there's, mate, there's a distinct, a distinct quaint, like, a smell way when you go into the change room after changing, uh, after training. Oh, that, that stench, mate. I don't miss that, eh? Just boys, sweatiness, hard work, but nah. What a, what a champion. Good Joe. Joe Moody, he's a bloke. He's a good bloke, mate. He's, he just lives up the road for me. He's actually just bought uh, Nathan Astle's old house just up the road here in the hocker, mate. They're all living out here. They're moving out to paradise. Um, so Joe Moody, good to see him back. He's an absolute champion, and and mate, he's got some big shoes to fill as well because uh, he is that leader in that front row. He is the leader in that front row with 
He's the most experienced. He's been around a long time. He's been to a World Cup. He's won rugby championships. He's done it all. So at the moment, he is a big, big leader in that type five. And you spoke about it. Like they are playing unbelievable at the moment. And and gone are the days of being a traditional prop, mm-hmm. just being a prop that scrums and lineouts. You've actually got to be a ball player. You've got to be mobile around the park. Like you're watching Nipo. You're watching Carl Tui Nukuafi. Those boys are doing skills that backs would be in awe of, mate. Unbelievable skill sets. So great to hear from Joe Moody, and it's great to have him back and seeing him. He's still, he's, he is quite funny. He is quite funny, man. I used to have some great banter with him. He nearly choked me out, actually. I, I turned <laughs> off his music in the gym. I turned off his music in the gym. I went in the gym to do a workout, and my workouts are like two minutes, and his ones are about three hours, and he's squatting 300 kgs on his back. Anyway, he listens to heavy metal. I went in there, I turned it off, and put on my doff doff. He come over and choked me out like I was just about to do the thing lifted me up got me behind my neck choked me out as he said, don't ever change my music again I thought oh sorry bro <laughs> wow <laughs> so don't make him angry because he's a wrestler I can't imagine um, I can't imagine him listening to Dua Lipa heavy metal feels about right doesn't it it feels about right he is a he was a champion wrestler wasn't he and sometimes he throws people around on the field and you go god wouldn't want to be on his wrong side that's 17 minutes past 7 that was Joe Moody dishing the dirt on a young Izzy Dag before he got his lid sorted. That's just the good stuff here. On Baz and Izzy for breakfast, we're going to be back after this. Double eight, double three, your most electric rugby players. We had the text overnight. We had a tweet overnight asking Izzy to compile his list, and we want you to help as well. Double eight, double three, who are the most electric rugby players of yesteryear or today? We'd love to hear them. It's 18 past seven with Baz and Izzy for breakfast here for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven is the Kennard's High phone line. We'd love to hear from you this morning. We're talking about to talk electric rugby players after our hard-working compilation yesterday. We've had a request to put together the most electric players. Just a couple of updates going on in the world. Uh, United have been done. They've been done over in the last in, uh, five minutes into extra time, into added time by Young Boys. 2-1, they had a red card, but Ronaldo's returned to the Champions League, is he? That's no good. That's no no good, mate. Uh, it's okay. We can we can deal with a little slip up here and there, mate. We'll be right. We'll be back. We'll be back, mate. Red card. Tough to win it with a man down, mate. Mm, very very tough uphill battle. And just an exclusive story in the New Zealand Herald this morning. Liam Napier, really good rugby journalist. He's he's got the gravy, as you would say, is that. Uh, there's a good chance Aaron Smith is not going to be playing for the All Blacks again this year. So his his um, expected baby hasn't arrived yet, and it's not actually due until late November or early December. So th- there's him leaving uh, New Zealand with no MIQ spot back was too much of a... Well, it was just too much for him and his family to commit to. So, I, look, I think he's done the right thing. He stayed with his family, and if he's comfortable with that, awesome. But it creates a lot of, um, well, I guess, opportunities for Brad Weber, Finlay Christie, and TJ Perinara. So mm. we'll just follow that story as it develops, and maybe we get a word on that a bit later on. Is But you had the challenge, your top five electric footy players. You've thought long and hard. I have, I have. Sorry, I'll just give my little daughter a little kiss. Oh, She's come in and say good morning. Little Tilly, um, mate. I have, and it, it, it's it's hard to. There is, we've had so many greats. We have so many unbelievable players that have played the game, and I was lucky enough to play against a couple of them. So, look, this is my list. I want to hear your list. I want to hear your list. Who you think the most electric players are that has gone, or who you think were the most electric players of the game today and past 
uh, players as well. So give us a text on double eight double three. My list is, and Adam's actually nailed it. Adam's texted in Masanga for sure. That is from Adam. So Lelia Masanga is on my list as well. He played for the Chiefs, Counties Monaco. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable talent. So skillful, quick, ball in hand, could could move sideways at a rapid at rapid a pace. He was so good at what he did. Um, here's here's the one on my list. Brian Habana. Look, Brian was Brian. Just so fast, so good at what he did. Um, lightning quick out on the field. That wasn't hugely um, athletic as I mean, like agility wise, wasn't a big hot stepper like these these current uh, players that we have at the moment. But his ability to just whack off the right foot, whack off the left foot, and stay at the same pace was was great. So Brian Habana, Joe Rockafoco. Uh, just remembering watching him score five tries in Australia in that Sydney test. Well, I vividly remember I was. I was in Havelock North with some friends watching that game, and Joe Rockefoco will probably go down as one of the greats in, in all-black rugby. Christian Cullen, well, he is my all-time favourite player forever. So I had to put Cully in there. He defined the game. He changed the game, um, and just watching him score a couple of those tries, I think he... The one in the sevens when he was playing against Fiji, I think he ran 100 metres and scored the try. Stepped about three, four players. So, so good. Christian Cullen um, would be top of my list. And then, but my all-time favourite was Rupini Thaldau in Bova. Um Played for the Blues, played for Fiji. I don't think we saw the best of him. He um, He obviously hit the ground running. Unbelievable what he did. So, so quick. Um, scored the most freakish of tries. Luckily enough, I didn't have to defend him. Man, thank goodness I didn't have to mark him one on one. That would have been a nightmare in itself. But Rupini Thaldau and Botha would have to be the top of my list. Just the way he played the game, he just oozes time. He is so fast. His ability to be able to step sideways both feet and stay at top pace was unbelievable. So Rupini, Thaldau and Booker will have to be top of my list for most electric player ever. Um, I want to hear your list. I want to hear your names. And I want to ask you, if you could bring back one of these players, who would it be? If you could make one wish, and that one wish was you're going to get this player for a whole season, you get to watch him do what he does. Doesn't have to be an electric player, just any player. You know, give us a text on double eight, double three, and um, we'll read those out because that's my list. What do you think, Louie? That is a serious list, Izzy. I, look, I actually think, um, I don't know if you'd make the, the top five of all time, but I reckon yourself probably deserves a shout-out. Young Izzy, dag, you were literally electric. Oh, seriously. Um, we all remember that try against South Africa, but the World Cup semi-final where you skipped and hopped in your prime there in the 2000 and kind of 11, 12, 13, 14 it was just like you were actually electric watching you play, so you'd probably be very close to my list. I reckon um, Sidovini Sivatu was just silky. Oh, he was yes. he was kind of less explosive, but just like silky electric. And then another guy in that kind of mould who you you probably wouldn't think of that hot stepper like the Masanga or Milner Scudder whack, but David Campisi. Campo was fast oh, yeah. and when he went full throttle he was hard out electric um some good texts coming through though was 100 mate david campisi he invented the goose step mate the goose step that is campos see he should trademark that mate he'd be a billionaire at the moment <laughs> anyway we've got some good texts uh electric rugby players can't go past cully or rupini if you include short format players the two us sevens boys baker and carlin isles is the other one that is from an unknown. Texer, make sure you leave your name. 
Um, also got here we go from Grant. Izzy, what's the best? <laughs> what's the best brand of hair straighteners? As I was going to get some for my comb over, Grant Wellington. Well, Granter, uh, there's one called the Silver Bullet, and there's one called the GHD. Jeez, so there Grant. you go. <laughs> Grant. No tree. No tree. Not. That's Grant. We want we want electric rugby players, not smart. What are you giggling at, Trudy? What are you giggling at? Oh, Trudy's going to get herself together before the music. Masanga for sure from Adam. Fair enough. Fair enough, Adam. Appreciate that. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. We might even see if we can find a couple of clips of these great electric footy players. We'll put that list up on our Twitter. But thank you to Xander for the request. Happy to do that. If you want to know Izzy's opinion on anything footy, double eight, double three. Get in touch with us. Maddie Cameron coming up in the next hour. Top jockey. We've still got Ash Dixon before the end of the show. But right now it's time for the news with Trudy. She's pulled herself together. And it is the news time with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty eight minutes away from eight o'clock on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Bears over, of course, in the IPL. We'll hopefully try to catch up with Bears again before too long on the show to catch up and see what he's been doing. But it is Izzy and myself and the team here getting us through this morning. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Waikato. How good is it to have the Waikato here listening to us? Uh, we appreciate your time. And to celebrate that, what we're going to do is we're going to talk to one of the great Waikato sons, Matt Cameron, a Cambridge-based jockey, just in about 10 minutes' time. So tune in. Stay tuned for that because we're going to keep uh, – we're going to find out from Matt what his rides at Cambridge look like today and who he's excited to hear from. Just a couple of Champions League score updates before we get back to the text on the most electric rugby players – Barcelona and Bayern are locked together 33 minutes before, just as Chelsea and Zenit. They are both goalless games. Juve has gone up 1-0 against Malmo. Benfica and Dynamo Kiev are also locked together nil all. Villarreal has taken a one-goal deficit to Atlanta, so they're chasing there, and that's about it. Selvia and Salzburg, they drew one all. United, as we heard, went down to young boys. So that's what's going on in the Champions League. And as I mentioned before, Izzy, um, Aaron Smith doesn't look like he's going to head off on the end-of-year tour just because of the MIQ situation. Is this a huge opportunity here for Finlay Christie and Brad Webber? Like, if you were them, would you just be licking your lips, mm. like, absolutely thrilled? Hundred, oh, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Like the, this is a great opportunity. We're two years out from Paris for the World Cup. You know, like Aaron Smith still got game, still our number one halfback. Played over hundred and three tests, so he's got a ton of experience. But two years is a long way away. We we can't afford to go to that Paris World Cup. You know, touch wood. Hopefully, we don't get any injuries. And a guy like um, Finlay Christie, Brad Webber's. TJ, TJ will be there. Brad, like the Finlay Christie's, we can't afford to go to that World Cup without these guys being experienced playing footy, playing rugby for the All Blacks, but not just playing rugby as well. They've got to play overseas, different climate. We heard from Joe Moody, different conditions, different way of life. You're out of your comfort zones. Travelling around the world, winning the World Cup away from home soil is hard. You know, the All Blacks did it um, in 2015. Uh, South Africa did it in, in Japan. It is tough, mate. It is so tough. We're going to touch on the Rugby World Cup later on in the show. But, um, yeah, this is a great opportunity for these young guys to, to get some game time and get some experience. And 
On the other side, a flip side, this is a great opportunity for Manawatu Rugby and, and New Zealand Provincial Rugby to have an absolute champion bloke as an Aaron Smith with that ton of wealth, a uh, ton of knowledge, um, you know, just just total experience with the game, going back to grassroots, sharing his insights for these young players, and that's how New Zealand just keeps getting better and better. We get the experienced guys that get to play back, go back and play with their regions, their provincials, uh, outfits and then they get to share their knowledge and share their insights and and um, you know like Sonny Bill when he goes back to teams he's seen what ultimate professional does wonders for teams when these when Aaron Smith will go back to one or two they'll see what it takes to be a top line athlete and the one the, the things that will do for these young kids coming through when they see Aaron Smith turn up to the gym at 5am in the morning working on his rehab already done his weights and then the next guy walking in at seven, you know, seven twenty a.m. in the morning to do his weights, and Aaron Smith's already doing his recovery. You know, like that. That just that'll just set the benchmark for the younger generation. So I can see positives in both sides. Great for Finlay to get game time, but great for the younger generation to be able to surround themselves around Aaron Smith at one or two. So looking forward to seeing him running around in the blue and white hoop, ah, uh, green and white. Beautiful, mate. I completely and I completely agree. And that's actually that is probably what's going to happen as well. So there's still a chance he could go, but the baby would have to come early. Um, mm. His wife it is his wife now, isn't it, Tegan? So um, she she's still pregnant, and I guess there's just it was too much uncertainty. So it does make sense. A couple of texts here. Is he Jason Robinson from England? Mm, yes, yes, class, class, mate. Watching him run, he was electric. He was so electric, mate. So good at what he did. Um, coming from a league background into the rugby, British and Irish Lions playing for England. Yeah, I totally agree with that one. Then we've got another one, Glenn Osborne from Glenn Osborne. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if that was Glenn actually tuned in and self-promoting himself, but Glenn Osborne, what a champion. <laughs> Thanks, what Glenn. A champion. Good to hear <laughs> from you, Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And then there's another one from Andrew. Andrew's texted this fascinating insight. Other thing about Campisi was longevity. Started marking Stu Wilson. Started before and finished after John Kerwin and ended up marking Jeff Olsen and Jonah Lomu. That's from Andrew. Wow. He's got, totally, totally agree. Campisi, longevity in the game and marked some of the greats, which have been a nightmare in itself. So Campisi, what an absolute champion. We had him on the SEN uh, show, uh, SENZ show, I think it was for... Um, Staffy show, I think it was. He he tuned in and, and had a conversation there. If you missed that, make sure you go on the podcast and check it out because that was a great little uh, interview with, with David Campisi talking all things rugby. And then we've got another one, Louis. You're probably one of your favourite. Why Saki Naholo? Why Saki Naholo? Tell you what, there's been some long and dark nights and Danny Doolan screaming that over the live band, but um, <laughs> as I'm sure lots of people around the country have experienced. So many good texts. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three, most electric players. We'll read Izzy's list again before the end of the show. We're talking all things racing with racing with Maddie Cameron coming up. How good was Cully, though? And straight away, Christian Cullen's in play. Great play by him. A missed tackle from uh, Robbie Flick, and that's a try to Christian Cullen. It couldn't be easier than that. That's it. He just made it look easy. Defenders missing left, right, and centre. It's 21 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Talking Cambridge and racing return with Maddie Cameron after this. 16 minutes away from 8, and the 0800 number is there for you to call anytime. Give us a call on the Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800 150 811. Let us know who are your most electric footy players. Tell you who's back riding in electric form, and that's Maddie Cameron, is he? 
is. Well, this morning we're saying a massive welcome to all our Waikato based listeners on 9.54 a.m. How good. We couldn't be more thrilled to have you part of our SENZ whanau. Waikato is known for many things. One in particular, a stunning equine culture and community. It is spring and we are racing at Cambridge today before our first group one of the weekend down in the mighty Hawks Bay. And, well, Matty Cameron, he's racing today. And before he gets off uh, to go do his track work or get ready to race in Cambridge, we want a tip from you, Matt. So... Have a think about it. Have a think about it. We're going to ask a few questions, and then the end of this interview, I want a wee couple of tips for our punters because they love it. Good morning, Matt. How are you, bud? Hey, mate. Good. Very good. Very, very good. How was How was your morning? I know you're up nice and early. Is how, What's the weather like? Things looking good for the for the day ahead? Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty crappy weather here, but um, like everyone, that's synthetic, so it's not as muddy and horrible as any other place, so that makes a bit of a bonus for the day. Yeah, it does indeed, Matt. And good to have you on the show, mate. And good to have you back in the riding ranks. Actually, um, you took a little bit of break, and you're back in the saddle now. So, how is the the body and the mind? Do you feel a bit refreshed? Yeah, definitely. Uh, needed a bit of a break, get away from it all, and yeah, it's um, it's good to be back and get back out there and rubbing shoulders with everybody and um, getting stuck into it. So, I just want to get this season underway and these bigger races to start chiming in. So should be good. Yeah, that's right. The bigger aces, because that's what your jockeys are after, a bit of that ka-ching, ka-ching, that Baz McCullen rupee, which is fair enough <laughs> as well. Uh, it's a tough job being a jockey. So with just what was it about the grind of it that just got a bit much and you just needed a spell? Were you just getting a bit bored or disillusioned? or? Yeah, it was just like um, obviously doing it for so long and, you know, um, the horses can be, you know, you can be riding the favourites in every race, but it doesn't all go to plan. So you kind of, you take the whole brunt of the, the disappointment and um, the trainers and owners got to blame somebody and it's always the pilots on top <laughs> most of the time. So, um, yeah, just need to get away, have a bit of a freshen up and, um, you know, it's always at my back doorstep so it's it's not far to come back and um, no, I feel refreshed and it's good to, to get back on some nice horses, especially with a lot of trials we've had recently. Um, step is sitting on a few nice ones that have, have been going well and haven't stepped to the races yet, so looking forward to them all stepping out. Hey mate, we, we, when you stepped away, was it a full step away? You didn't touch. You're on a horse. You didn't ride anything, or were you just slowly chipping away? And how have you found getting back into it? Has it taken a, while, a long, long time to get back to the flow of things and and actually riding the horses? Yeah, like I didn't just completely step away from it. Um, didn't even watch any races for the first few months. Um, just wanted to switch off and and stuff like that. So it was. Um, you know, it's the last thing I felt like doing was getting back on a horse and, and doing something like that. So it was just complete um, shut off and just, just cruising here and just doing my own thing and just catching up with family and friends and, and being pretty normal. Um, but um, no, it's, it didn't take me too long to get back. I was reasonably fit when I come back and it's without riding. You know, the body was a bit sore when I stepped back on set back on the horses. But um you know, a few trials and a few track work every morning and stuff like that for a month or so before I started riding again. It was um, it didn't take long to get the body back into shape. What about the relationships, Maddie? So, like, you know what racing can be like. It can be quite clicky at times, and, and that maybe was part of the reason why it can get a little bit punishing at times as well. So getting back into it and finding the good rides and getting back with the trainers, you, you were in the game for so long, you got such a good reputation. So did that help? Yeah, it did. Like it was, um, it wasn't easy. You know, like obviously I rode a lot for Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman, and you know that was 
you know, it was a bit of a blow to them to, you know, when I said I was stepping away because it was it was easy enough for them to to rely on me to be that jockey that, you know, they can talk to the owner and say, oh, sweet, Matt Cameron can ride your horse this week and next week and the week after that he can stick with it. But, um, you know, it took a bit to convince them for, for me to come back and into the into the yard and, and get back on some of their horses, you know, still make my way up there again. Um, like I wasn't going to step through that, that door and just instantly take the rides off everybody else had been working on them the last few months. So, um, yeah, I'm slowly getting there, you know, the trial rides, putting in the work and, and, and getting the job done is what I need to do. So the next the next month or so it'll be the where I need to step up and, and prove that, you know, I'm worthy of getting put back on these decent horses for them. Oh, mate, I think you're going to hit the ground running. I'm going to be watching your name with interest when I have a wee dabble every weekend. I want to ask you about the synthetic track as well. Um, can you give us a little bit of insight and a little bit of detail about the synthetic track? And, and as a rider, do you have to ride it differently or do you have to ride these horses while you're on the synthetic? Well, you know, what is a synthetic and, and do the horses love it or is there something different about it? Yeah, the synthetic's good, you know, especially at, at this time of year. You know, you obviously, we all know how bad, you know, New Zealand weather can be and how much of a hiding these these tracks, you know, the likes of Rotorua, yeah. Tiara, Matamata, all those kind of tracks cop at this time of year where it's just muddy, it's hard work, the horses just, it's not enjoyable at all. So it's always good to have Cambridge every two weeks where we can jump on there and, and you don't have to go home, you know, covered in mud and the horses are disappointing <laughs> or it's too heavy or the, or the meetings get called off because it is too wet. But um, it is different. You've got to ride different. You know, the, the plan, you know, you go into a grass track, you jump, you want to jump into the trail or jump into somewhere, you're getting a nice, soft, cosy run. But here on the synthetic, you pretty much just jump and you get to about the 800 and it's every man for himself. You know, you just want to get going. So, yeah, the rules kind of go out the door. Um so it's a bit of anybody's really. So it's hard to look at form from a horse who's been on the grass for the last three starts and then they jump on the synthetic because they go a few seconds quicker. Um, it's completely different. So um, you go out there, you've got a nice draw, you jump in and you pretty much just go for the from start to finish. So it's, a, it's different, but it's it's good. And some horses like it, um, but some horses just can't quite yeah. go that fast the whole way. So, yeah. Matt, well, that that's a really interesting point because in races six and seven today, so there's one over nine nine hundred and seventy meters, and then one double the distance over two thousand. You've got barriers one with Parker Lewis and Pretty Rossa. Both chances. I really like Pretty Rossa today. Do you think you can jump and lead the whole way? Yeah, well, obviously she went well last time there, and it's always good to see a horse with form on that track because you know you've got some first timers like like you say Parker Lewis. He's the kind of horse you look at his run last time on the grass. He was a little bit, he's been niggled the whole way. He wasn't, um, didn't really travel. So it's going to be interesting to see how he goes on the synthetic when they're going to be going three or four seconds quicker. So I'm going to have to have my wits about me and just try to keep up as much as I can. But, um, you know, Mickey and Lauren's horse um, in six, it's got to be a chance on its last start. Um, Parker Lewis, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a question mark, but he hasn't run for a while, so it might. Might be a run for him, but he'll be storming home down the outside for sure. So, so give it to us. We our pundits love a wee tip. So, what's your number one tip today, Pretty Ross, or that or that other one, number six? No, I might have to go with a completely different horse, uh, Eagle Tarzan Ooh. of Murray and Andrews. They um, it trolled there a couple of weeks ago and won quite nice. He's a speedy horse. It's nine hundred nine nine hundred meters, so he should be he's drawn one, I think, too. So he'll jump. He'll be on that steel pretty hard, and um, 
he's fit. He's only a little bugger, but he um, he should be running the whole way. So um, he'll be the one to, to go for on the trip. Thank you, Matt. Matt, that is good stuff. Eagle Tarzan, that Baker Foolsman, Maddie Cameron combo, Izzy. That's just pinging all the algorithms around the world. Well, it will be again soon. Um, Awesome stuff, mate. You got a good draw there. Good luck. Do you have it? Just quickly, do you have a ride in the Group One this weekend, or do you need to beg a trainer on here? Do you want to? Do you want to uh, single someone out? Do you have a ride? Um, Well, I wish I kind of had to beg someone, but like it's. it's more wonder of Rogers. It's um, he's a bit of a battler, but um, like I said, that weather's that weather's hitting Hastings pretty hard. I think now and for the next couple of days. So um, who knows who's it going to be? So it kind of throws all the the form out of out the window for the Group One. Yeah. Um, it's going to be pretty wet, wet over there. So if we can, it'll be fit. Roger likes to get their horses pretty fit. So um, it'll be a roughest chance if the the track stays as bad as it's going to get. So yeah. Awesome stuff, man. Love a roughie. <laughs> he loves Love her roughie. eyes are lighting up. <laughs> hey, thanks for your time today, mate. Go real well at Cambridge, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, man. All right, cheers, guys. No worries. Yeah. Matt Camera, senior rider, certified good dude, a bunch of chances, and it was race five, number four, Eagle Tarzan. There's the gravy on Baznizzi for breakfast. We'll be back, read a couple more texts, the most electric rugby player you can think of after this. Yeah, news coming up with Trudy very shortly, but Xander, who asked for the electric list, Izzy, he got back in touch. He loved it. He did, he did. He said, awesome, lads. Izzy's criteria for electric is spot on. Always listen to the show either before bed or on demand. A naki lad now living in Scotland. All the best. How is that for ded- dedication? What an absolute legend. What a legend. Thanks for tuning in, Xander. I don't, awesome. I don't think we've got a uh, Scotland frequency as far as I'm aware, but he'll be on the SCNZ app. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. And there's heaps more texts coming in. Shane Williams, absolute pocket rocket. Cheers, Rob. Couldn't agree more. And we'll get to a couple more of those before the next guest, who's Ash Dixon is. How excited are you to have your old mate Ash on? Uh, I am pumped. I'm pumped for this. Getting Ash Dixon. He's done it all. He's representing his... Farno extremely, and he's living by himself, mate. So I want to hear what he's doing nutrition-wise because he's a horrendous cook. So looking forward to that conversation with Ash Dixon after eight. Thank you. Coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to hear from Ash. I also can't wait for McCafe Coffee. Maybe soon. Atamarie Morena, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Wednesday the 15th of September and it is just after 8 a.m., in the morning, it is a beautiful day down in Christchurch, Ototahi. Beautiful, beautiful day. Looking forward to getting out, getting some fresh air on my crutches. But we've had a great morning so far. We've talked all things sport. We just spoke to Matt Cameron. He is racing today at Cambridge Synthetic. He's had a wee break from racing. He is energised here. He is reinvigorated. He reckons Ruffies are going to win the Tarzino this weekend. I love a wee Ruffy punt, so I'll be getting on maybe his horse if it's paying an absolute ton. Can't wait to see what he's racing on. Going to look forward to that one. Anyway, he gave a wee tip today. Eagle Tarzan, race five today at the Cambridge Synthetic. is paying $2.90. He reckons it's a 970-metre race on the Synthetic. He has got barrier one. He reckons they just go. They just give it all guns blazing for 970 metres. He reckons Eagle Tarzan today, race five, Cambridge Synthetic, will win it. So look out for that. I'm going to get on, so follow me in. Anyway, just coming up, we've got Ash Dixon. 
the mighty Hawks Bay Stalwart. That is our cafe coffee catch-up. Looking forward. If you've got any questions, make sure you fire them through. Double eight, double three for Ash Dixon. He has done it all. He has represented our Māori All Blacks, the Highlanders, the mighty Hawks Bay Magpies. And now he's about to venture off to make some yen over in Japan. So if you've got any questions, please give us a text and double eight, double three. I've got some great texts regarding Netflix and succession, last breath, Chernobyl. Louis given a tip called Pretty Rossa today. Um, we've had it all. We've had some conversations about your most electric player, the most electric player that has ever played the game. And I, I must be honest. I, I, I apologise, I apologise. I can't believe you didn't mention Jonah. Changed the game of rugby with his electrifying speed and agility. Jonah Lamu, I apologise. Jonah, like, he is on everyone's mind. He is probably the first mind, uh, first player that comes to your mind when, when the game of rugby and electrifying and changing the game, speed, power to burn. Um, yeah, apologise for that. He will definitely be on my list. Totally, totally agree with that uh, text message. So thank you for reminding me. Also, another one, a Fato Sawalo, that chip and chase over Wilson in the 1999 final. That's from Gig. Totally agree, Gig. I've actually, Sky Sport 1, Sky Sport 1, they're playing some flashback games at the moment, and there are some absolute doozies on there, and that was on the other day. A Fato Sawalo, he did a little bounce out on, on Brian Lima, the great Samoan winger, the chiropractor. He bounced out on him, then chipped and chased over Jeff Wilson, and we all know what happened in the end. Another title for the mighty Crusaders. So uh, keep those texts coming in. I'm really, really loving it. But hey, we've got him. I can't believe he's answered his phone. I can't believe I haven't had to panic text him and say, mate, where are you? Because he's joined us for our McCafe coffee catch-up. Ash Dixon, the mighty Ash Dixon. Kapani of the mighty All Blacks and the Māori All Blacks. Thanks for joining us, Ash, mate. How are you, brother? Oh, hey, my brother. Good man. How are you? How are you, Brian? I'm, I'm good. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Hey, uh, I know you're living by yourself, and let's be honest, you can't, you can't do anything by yourself. So, what are you doing for for nutrition? Do I have to give the, do I have to give the nutrition? I saw you. Yes, this is the thing. You said I saw on uh, Ash's Instagram. He's been. He made power dumplings. Can you talk us through those, mate? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Power dumplings. Uh, what? Um, Taught me. The boys rang me up, as you know. Kelsey rang me up and said, "Hey, I've got some. Um, oh yes, yeah, we make some dumplings." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll be around." <laughs> and so I literally came around to his place, and he had heaps of power and all these dumplings ready to go. We just made different batches, and it was so good. Honestly, it was like fried, steamed. Oh. Um, talks about it like you know what he's like when he describes food it is like the mouth waters and he had all these different combinations and he just kept going and it was so good honestly oh my. Wow. i saw it on instagram i couldn't believe it man if you're at home try that power dumplings yeah. i've never had it but wow oh honestly that and that um i think yeah it's called like oyster sauce or dim sum sauce or something but Honestly, it's a it's a combo made in heaven. You've got to have a go at it. All right, mate. All right, mate. You've had a couple of weeks off. You've had a couple of weeks off. Skin folds Monday. How are they? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, resources sometimes here in the Bay are a bit low, and uh, we're still going through the pandemic, so the nutritionist hasn't come through the boys yet. 
But, um, <laughs> oh, look, it should be all right. Just a fair bit of running over the break, so um, it, was, it was good, man. I enjoyed it. So, oh, well, we'll find out this weekend, bro, if I can keep up. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to the Battle of the Bay. You, you, you mentioned it this weekend, Sunday. You're up against the Steamers, mate. How's preparation been? We had your coach on yesterday, and he had a great story about you tapping out one of the young players the other day in a contact session. Oh. Can you just tell us about that little story? Who was it? No, no, no. no just, oh, you know, the last, you know, lockdown, we've got a lockdown on the Wednesday, and the boys are pretty geeked up, and out a bit of rust over the Wednesday, Thursday, and then we had a bit of a go against each other. But it was all in good fun. And um, this year, back in the day when I was learning up here, I did I did run gauntlets against like Clint Newland and Sonna and George Nups and a few other big boys. And geez, we've got a few young guys that are quite big, so we were just doing a heap of contact. And then it just turned a bit funny and a bit rough. And then it just everyone just got into it and just managed to get a decent shoulder on. But Nothing over the top. The boys are into it. It's good fun, mate. So, oh, um, nice, mate. I know, love yeah, I know you love a wee bit of contact. I know you love a wee bit of contact. I want to, bro. Do you remember that time when uh, all the backs took you boys on and the Fords in that mauling contact session? Can you tell them what happened? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you tell me what happened. What happened? You remember when me, this? Robbie, Zach, we all mauled you against Tom <laughs> Coventry and the Fords, Sunna Hicker, and we all mauled. We had a maul session against you, Fords, and you boys. And then a more try scored against you all year, and we got a try in training. You must remember that. Remember something about that, but I remember there was about fifteen backs and about four forwards trying to hold it up. <laughs> remember Tom doing things like that. Jamie nah. Joe was the same to do that. Eh? Like, um, there was one time where Huggy and Lima kept kicking the ball out, and so he got them over at training. He's like, right, you, you fellas, come over here. You're going to maul against the fort. And so he literally just got the inside back hands forwards and it was from the 22. And they were just getting drilled, man. And they were just running into us like angry as. Because we, if we didn't go hard enough, I was young enough, like, hold them, hold them, push them back. And they were, well, honestly, devastated. And then by the end, they took about 10 minutes and they were so angry with us. We were like, like Lima. Lima was, like, he was about, he was throwing the toys out the cop big time. Nuggy was screaming at us. I'm like, bro, like, can't do anything about it. You've got Jamie Joe breathing right down my back here. Just just do it. And Jamie's like, well, that'll teach you back, so I'm kicking that out all the time. Hold the ball. He wants to ask back to try. I'll never forget it. Oh, Jamie Joe, one of the all-time greats. Never got coached by him, thank goodness. He would have ripped the rest of my lid out. Anyway, question for Ash. Can he talk about the team? <laughs> That's funny you brought Jamie Joe up. We've got a question from... Uh, one of our listeners, question for Ash. Can he talk about the team environments that Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown create that seems to make players thrive so much and play to their full potential? So many examples of players coming to the Hondas from other sides and exceeding above expectations. Can you, can you tell us about Tony and, and Jamie Joe? Um, yeah, yeah. I guess my early experience with Jamie Joe is that he really puts you under the pump. So if you first come into the environment, it's like his whole mindset is to try and break you. Like, if you bite back or, um, you know, don't, don't do what he's after, then he will just ride you like no tomorrow. Like, you've just got no breathing space. And he's just trying to get you the best out of you. And I guess when you're a young guy, you, you think you know more than you know. And he's just into you. And it's relentless. But I think as you go on and get used to Jake and Brownie, because his nickname was Jake the Master, we call him Jake. So he would, um, 
he would really respect you. So um, yeah. I guess for me, they were like the yin and yang. So Brownie was, um, he came out with the awesome game plans and other skill sets around different things. And Jake was definitely the enforcer around accountability leadership. That's, that's the thing. He's awesome at keeping the pressure on and creating edge and creating real like competitiveness a bunch through the team that by the end of the um, week that's fizzy to play because you're that gigged up. <laughs> um, Saturday's more like it feels like fun than a, um, you know, like you're going out there to do a job. It's really enjoyable to play with those two. But um, yeah, I love playing with them. Like under them, I've been probably honest, not no disrespect to any other coach I've had, but probably the best coaches I've ever had got the best out of me. So I'm really thankful for um, for that one for me. Hey, you've talked to Brownie, hey? you know, like what's yeah, your take yeah, I've on Oh, mate, unbelievable mind game. Just thinking outside the square. He's so innovative like with his um, thinking of the game, the way he comes up with moves, experiments. And I love how he just lets the players play. He loves that freedom of yeah. just play what you see and just, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but we'll adapt and we'll react to it. So, mate, unreal, um, you know, rugby mind for me, Tony Brown. Did you, did you love what he was about and what he brought to to the Hans? I thought he's changed the way the Hans play the rugby at the moment. Oh yeah, like Brownie, you know, like, yeah, you know when, you know when you had Bender there and Nuggy there, like that was like our, I guess, our big three. Um, mm. And the way he can relate to everybody in the room. So you've sometimes as a coach, you've got to understand, and, and this sounds really horrible, but you've got to try to get the message as simple as can to. The player in the room that doesn't quite understand that. So, whatever yeah, reason yeah. that is, you've got to, got to make your message really clear. And he's he's the best at making it simple and effective. As you know, sometimes you can have a meeting and it goes forever, and then you've lost half the room. Yeah. Mm. So quick and snappy, and he gets things done. And, and the boys love the way he does it. So, it's a he's a unbelievable communicator. He's uh yeah, he's awesome, awesome man. Awesome, mate. Love those little insights from Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown. Unbelievable coaches. Never got the privilege to be able to coach by them, but outside looking in and what you guys were able to achieve over the years was uh, awesome, mate. Inspirational. We've we got to talk about um, it's Māori culture. Uh, it's Māori language week, te reo Māori, and um, we know you are a proud Māori. What makes you to be a proud Māori, mate? And you've kept in the, te reo, uh, the Māori All Blacks as well. Can you describe what that means to you? Oh, I think it's been... Like, you don't have to speak the language to be proud of Māori. you just got to understand, I guess, who you are and your identity of what it's about. And that can be whatever it is to you. You don't have to go out there and, um, I guess, lay it on others and, and do it that way. you just got to be you and, and respectful for your own identity and your own culture. Um, I think that's the biggest learning for everyone. Um, I guess what the Māoris are about and what we try to do, it's just such a special team, a special culture that it is driven through identity. But everyone that came in, whether you could speak Māori, look Māori, um, whatever, you know, you were Māori. That was the basis of the side. And I we guys that just hadn't had no experience or nothing around um, whakapapa and tikanga or what, whatever it was to be Māori. And coming out, like, absolutely buzzing because they, you know, we do whānanga every night, which is like a cultural session and learning and um, talking and haka and, being Māori and like they would come out absolutely fizzed and pumped and, and you know that that's what it was about rugby side of it um, to be honest second it was about the culture and 
being Māori, living Māori, and and um, you know creating knowledge within the group to share. The rugby side came second A, bro. So it's pretty cool for someone like Wotiri who was you know fully immersed in Māori right through to now, even you know the way they live their lives and and do it, and for him telling stories and that. You know, the Māori All Blacks in their eyes and family eyes is, is the the pinnacle, you know, like can't read it read it enough how big it was on his side of the family, you know, like that's all his cousins, mm-hmm. um, his family talked about because that's all they saw, all they know. That's um yeah. it's pretty surreal, man. Learn it from someone like him, mate. Man, yeah, nah, Otiri Black, hundred percent bro, totally agree. Mate, I just wanna ask you a quick question for, for people out there that are probably <sighs> Like myself, you, you're probably a bit, bit afraid to make a mistake. You don't want to speak the, the language um, because you don't want to pronounce it wrong or, 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 you know, you don't want to get it wrong. You don't want to get judged or things like that. What would your advice be for the people that are probably thinking something like that along those lines? Because for me, it is Te Reo Māori Language Week. I feel like I am a proud Māori and I want to embrace it, but I just, I'm scared I don't want to get it wrong and I, or I, I feel like maybe I'm not Māori enough. What's, what's your bit of advice for someone out there? Yeah, bro, I know what you mean, mate. Is it, there's, yeah, I know what you mean, bro. Like, to be honest, it's just having a go. Like, it's it's creating awareness this week about our language and our culture. And it could be as little as saying, um, Kilda, you know, like, it doesn't have to, you don't have to go over the top. It's you're creating an awareness for our language and for our people of where it's all begun for everyone, really. Yeah. And it's not about being embarrassed, honestly. It's just like, we don't expect people to go out there and speak Māori and, and do that. Like, you know, that takes time, but it's just understanding the culture and, you know, who we are, the diversity in this country. And, bro, like, honestly, the simplest words can mean the biggest thing. Like, you know what it's like when you go to Japan, you know, and you're talking to the Japanese players and, and you're saying, like, the little things, Japanese, and they are so, like, stoked, humbled by that they, like, you know, really respect you. It's the same, bro, just... Just start small. It doesn't have to be anything big. Just be really willing to learn or open up about the culture and the knowledge, bro. That's it, eh? I don't think people have to go um, and and try to put on something massive that they're unsure about. Just start small, man, Mm. and just build. Go from there, brother. Nice. Nice, nice. Love that bit of advice, mate. You are wise, head. You've gone a long way from that young kid that turned up in Hawke's Bay with a blonde Māori streak (laughs) through his hair, little orange little Moran oh. hair dye that, you know, you've obviously gone to Kmart to get. Gone a long way, mate. You've come a long way. I love what you're about, Ash. <laughs> you're an absolute champion, mate, and you deserve all the credit you, you get, mate, because uh, you uh, epitomise what a, what a great human is. And uh wish you all the best when you go fill up your pockets over in Japan when you get the end. Just before you go, little little score prediction this Sunday. Mighty Magpie's going to get up. Are we going to be the bay? Oh, let's hope so, bro. I've had our number the last couple of years, man. So, okay, it's going to be an awesome game. It's going to be really enjoyable. Such a good one to play the bait. They're good boys, and um, it'll be a cracker, man. But if you know I'm not about score predictions, we'll just, we'll just let the talking happen on the field, and I'm sure both teams will be into it, brother. Well, if you want a wee tip, mate, there's someone that's really hungry and leans on the back of that more, and that is Ash Dixon. So put your money first try on Dicko because he loves leaning on the back of it more. <laughs> mate, thanks for tuning in, Dicko. Love your work, bro. Go well on Sunday. Always in the corners. Wow, you love it. Rolling more, Dicko. Love it. Good work, mate.
Sayonara, brother. Good day, good day. Good day, mate. Oh, Izzy, how cool is Ash Dixon, mate? That's it. It's so true. Oh. He always pops up at the back of a mall, <laughs> eh? It's so true. <laughs> Oh, he's always leading try scorer for the Hawks Bay Magpies because they love a rolling more try, and he is a good bet for first try Sunday. There you go, Ash Dixon. Mate, love that conversation. Here's a champ, mate. Louis, sorry, I was trying to get you in, but huh? I just I felt, felt like I was sitting in my little man cave chewing the fat with Ash. It was great. No, carp eye, bro. Like, I just thought, and what Ash said about just the smallest bits of today, I like it just, you know, as mm. a um, it just, you know, really resonates. You just, anything is better than nothing. So, yeah, kia ora to Ash, mm. and thanks so much for coming on, man. That was fantastic. Double eight, double three. Has anybody had a power dumpling before? What? <laughs> Trudy, have you ever had a power dumpling? I have never had a power dumpling, but my mouth watered when he said that. But I can tell you at Craggy Range in Hawke's Bay, um, chef Ooh. there um, does the most amazing power and pork sausage rolls. Oh. And they are I'm next level. Oh. But I'm power dumpling. Oh, my God. Oh, we need to go to the commercials. I'm going to hose myself down. That is that is in another stratosphere. Power dumplings, best power recipes, double eight, double three. Or if you just want to say kia ora to Ash for coming on and uh, sharing his story and talking all things footy and, and Māori culture, we really appreciate his time. It is 22 minutes past 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yeah, it's 26 minutes past 8 o'clock. I still cannot stop thinking about dumpling, uh, power dumpling, so I apologise if I sound a little bit distracted, Izzy. It's time, as always, for our TAB catch-up with Paul Mawate from the TAB. And today, Paul, well, we got the grass oil out of our guy Matt Cameron. He's come on and tipped us Eagle Tarzan in race five at the Cambridge Synthetic. And I, I think after about 10 seconds of consideration, it's breakfast here at breakfast between the Lion Tamer, Baz, uh, Izzy, tipping out winners only in America, myself maybe once a month tipping a winner. We've got all the best oil, don't you reckon? Well, I'm glad that you've brought that up, Louis, because oh, I think that we should have a wee bit of a competition between the shows just to find out which show mm. is actually the best oh, tipster. Yes. It'd be like some sort of, like a state of origin type thing. It's foe against foe, show against show. We want to find out who can tip and who is full of it. I, I really think that we need to find out who is the best tipping show. So I'm talking to the other guys later on today. I'm talking to Smithy, talking to staff, and to Ricky and Kirsty and Beaver. So I'm sure they'll be on board. And I know the, the shark is in the office today, so I'll ask him. I think he'll be keen as well to... Um, be up against you boys. What do you reckon? I, I think we should have a wee bit of a, a little of a, a weekly competition between the shows. <laughs> I'm keen, mate. I'm so keen. I love a wee comp and I love a wee competition against our fellow hosts. So I'm in Paulie Mwari. Oh. Mate, oh. I, I, I just love your energy you bring every day. Like you say, that, that little song, mate, it just made my day. You made our promo. You made our show. You were a huge part of yesterday's show. So thank you, Paulie Mwari. No worries, is he? I, I try my best, and, and I'm sure that Baz, even though he's halfway around the world, he'll be throwing some tips oh, yeah. uh, your way as oh, well. Yeah. He, he he won't be left out. No, no, he is he's prolific, Paul. Hey, if you were setting the odds, um, what we'd be yeah. what like a dollar twenty drive would be about eight bucks. Staffy would be about two fifty. Um, what, what else? Oh, Smithy would be about if, if drives eight bucks, he'd be about twelve bucks. So is it? Does that sound about right? How much can I get on staff at that price? Oh, you reckon this is <laughs> Stafford? <laughs> Paulie? Oh. 
Have I got a tip for you, Paulie? I've got a wee one liner before you before you go too, Paulie. Yeah, yeah. Oh Moati. He loves giving tips, but can he handle the Izzy party? See you in February. <laughs> Sorry, man, I just had to I just I wrote that about a minute ago and I was trying to answer but I couldn't. I'm not that funny. Not that funny good. So anyway, give me time to bring him back. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, now, don't forget, we've got a racing bonus back promotion on the first two races from the Cambridge Synthetic track today. Uh, just head to the TAB website for all the T's and C's, um, and hopefully it'll start your day off on a high. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Promotions and plan hundreds of sports marks to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz, a tipping comp against the other shows. This is so far up our alley with the ultimate competitors, Baz McCullum and Izzy Dag just chomping at the bit to show how good they go. It is half past eight. Still a little bit to come on the show today, this morning, before we hand it over to Ian Smith at 9am. But right now it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. Yeah, can't wait for the cricket this weekend. Grant Elliott texting the show earlier on. Well, he, uh, he's he got a big double shift on, calling the cricket with Dan McCarty and Ricardo. Can't wait for that. Uh, today, in this day in history, well, it would be Valor, uh, Amy Winehouse's birthday. Izzy, this is an absolute tune, isn't it? There you go. Oh, I love it, mate. So good. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Amy Winehouse. Gone too soon on this day. Happy birthday, we darling. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Everybody's had a wee boogie to this in the summer seasons, haven't they? Throughout the years. What a great tune. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Rest in peace, Amy Winehouse. Just a couple of news stories to get us going. Before we go back to the text machine, an amazing text with a power recipe I can't wait to share. It looks like... Piero Cameron is set to be reappointed as Tall Black's coach. So he was the interim coach after Paulie Hinade left and they've had a rigorous process, but stuff is reporting that Piero Cameron is going very close to the top job if it hasn't already been confirmed. So congratulations, Piero. And over in the Champions League, well, Bayern, the, in the heavyweight clash of the morning, Bayern has got up over Barcelona. Well, there's 12 minutes to go, but they are 2-0 up and looking good. Chelsea is 1-0 up over Zenit. Juventus has kicked away from uh, Malmo and Villarreal is up over Atlanta as well. So those are the latest scores from the Champions League over there, Izzy. All right, let's get into it. This parlor recipe has me drooling. Nice. We have got a great text, Louis. I'll just, Pera Cameron and Dylan Boucher as well. He's the CEO, just been appointed the CEO of Basketball New Zealand. So maybe later in the week we'll get Dylan Boucher on out to talk basketball as well, mate. Great news headlines there. Great work. Um, yes, this power. Power has got people. The thing with power, and look, I'm, an, I'm no diver. Love eating it, just can't get it. So that's the annoying part of it. But anyway, power pizza is amazing. Mince your power with garlic, onion, and white bread. Put on a normal tomato pizza base with mozzarella and Parmesan cheese, and then eat it with Tabasco. Oh, oh my Yum. goodness! Uh, um, we we love making pizzas in this household, as you may tell with um, love handles. But anyway, uh, we love <laughs> making pizzas and. 
I'm gonna ask. Well, I think because we we actually got a bit of power. I think we got a bit of power in the freezer. So I'm actually thinking about getting it out and maybe making the power pizza, and I will put that online. I'll chuck it up on a wee photo on our Twitter over the next couple of days when we get pizza, when we make pizza. So watch this space. But if you've got any other little recipes that I could maybe do or we could do, Louis, give us a text on double eight double three because oh, I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> that, that is You've got the power. Yeah. Oh, ah. <laughs> got nice. power. Ash Dixon has the power. He can just, there you go. He brings up power dumplings and we drop it a hat. We love it. <laughs> uh, can you put your name, can you send another text with your name? The power pizza person. Eat with Tabasco as well. Mm. That is naughty. And uh, I am mm. fully here from a couple more. Izzy talking about electric rugby players. Your list uh, was fantastic. Masanga, Rokothoko, Habana, Kali. Um, and how, how about this from Daz and Rangura, a cru- middle-aged Crusaders fan, Marika Vunibaka. How good was Vunibaka? Vunibaka and Afato Soala. That's from Daz from Rangura, mate. Totally, totally agree. We're so lucky. And and, and that's the thing. with We're going to talk about eligibility later, but uh, there's been a lot of chat about all these players. Like Most of these players are all Pacific Island players, so we owe so much to the Pacific Island nations for giving us access to these absolute champions. Afato Soalo and Marika Vunimbaka will go down as one of the great Crusader wingers ever. So, mate, love it. Keep them coming in. We love the conversations that we've been able to share with you. Also got another text quickly before we get off. Morning. Izzy has burnt many rugby players over the years, but has he ever burnt his split ends with the now infamous hair straighteners? That's from <laughs> Stephen Palmerston North. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, look, I don't use hair straightener now. I've gone to a more updated version called the Dyson. So go check out the Dyson hairbrush. <laughs> Isn't that a it's vacuum? So Isn't that a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> <laughs> no, they make a hairbrush now, mate. And it's great. It's got four in one. So it's a hairbrush, it's a curler, it's everything. So go check it out. Dyson hairbrush. So good. I've actually stolen it off Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've learned so much about you this week, Izzy. You murk on chromes and you're you bouncing Gotta be your... vulnerable, mate. Gotta be vulnerable on this show, and I'm being it. It's all good. Hey, well, thank you, bro. And thank you to um, <laughs> Stephanus Basson from Masterton. That was the person that texted in with the uh, power pizza recipe. So, Stephanus, thank you so much for listening on 91.1 awesome. FM down there in a beautiful part of New Zealand. We're going to be back shortly. We've still got heaps to come before Ian Smith, the doyen, takes over at 9 o'clock. If you want to give us a call, you can. The Kennards Hire open line, phone line is there, 0800 150 811. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And you guys are just warming up on double eight, double three. Love to see it. Dave from Caracas. Morning, boys. Love the show with tips. Here's a great combo to keep following, uh, for, to follow today. Race three, Lady Local. Race five, Eagle Tarzan. Maddie Cameron. Race four, Little LGB. Cheers, Dave and Caracas. Appreciate your text, Dave. We're going to get Izzy Dag's tip before the end of the show as well. But as you were saying to me off oh, air that you've been really pondering about the state of boxing, and I assume you mean because of this, well, it looked like a bit of a mess with Evander Holyfield over the weekend. Yes, mate. Yeah, look, I've, yeah, I've been pondering over it, and I want to hear your thoughts at home. Double eight, double three, about the state, the current state of boxing at the moment. The poor brothers are they making a mockery of the sport? Jake and Logan Paul. Uh, obviously, Jake fighting uh, Woodley, UFC Hall of Famer, 
and then Logan fighting Floyd Mayweather, and we all know what happened. happened. And I'll be honest, I've been sucked into it because we love, I love the fight game. I love boxing. When you get a, a boxing match, you know, the greats, Lennox Lewis, David Tua, Evander Holyfield, and we're going to talk about Evander Holyfield soon. But I want to know the current state. Is it being taken? Uh, are they taking the piss? Are they taking the piss out of the fo- boxing game? Like, there's all these, you know, sanctioned fights and things like that. Paul Brothers going out making millions. Um, I know, I love what Jake Paul's about as well, but uh, with it, he is trying to get pl- um, boxers exposure trying to get them the money that they deserve. I'm totally for that, but is it becoming a mockery? Is it being pushed too far now, especially with Evander Holyfield getting knocked out the other day? A 59-year-old being asked to fight a guy that's 20 years younger than him and actually getting knocked out. Like, his health will be affected by this long-term, you know, if it hasn't already been affected by it. Should someone be held accountable for what's happening at the moment in the state of boxing? I love boxing. When you delve deeper and you see the technical side of it, it is a great sport. But at the moment, is it been taking the mickey out of with the current state and all these match or these fights that have been sanctioned and all these fun fights that, that the Paul brothers are doing? Um, I just want to hear your thoughts. I think it is. I think it's gone too far at the moment. We need to get back to the state of boxing and keep it to the professionals, the the guys that know their craft they they train their craft they work extremely hard at their craft they're so good at what they do you know um tyson fury coming up against uh deontay wilder on october the 6th that is something i'm absolutely pumped and then hopefully tyson can get up and we can see the fury aj fight which is awesome looking forward to that if it happens but at the moment is the current state of boxing being taken the mockery out of i want to hear from you double eight double three i think it has Interesting, is he? I um, yeah, that's really interesting the way you laid that out. Look, I'm kind of split as well, but I want to see proof that these guys are actually earning more. I think it's disrespectful that Jake and Logan Paul and the, the Holyfields and these kind of sideshows or kind of freak shows um, that you know they come in and they take away from what is young boxers that fight their whole mm. lives, grow up in gyms waiting for one shot to get on an undercard to potentially get on a main card to potentially earn a good wage, you know, risk their lives. That's what they're doing. And if they're getting missed and the cash is, you know, and if they're getting missed and losing opportunities because people are watching this other stuff and they're kind of missing the point, then I have an issue with that. But as you pointed out, Jake Paul's all about more exposure for fighters. So if we can see proof that they are drawing more eyeballs, therefore more cash to these fights, they can start putting more fights, they hold more events, then I actually think we're on to something good. So I'm split as well. I probably just need a bit more information on, is that happening? How much money is going to the true athletes of the sport? Because otherwise it comes across a bit disrespectful, doesn't it? Well, there's things like Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley, you know, unbelievable fighter, should have knocked him out. But it felt like there was like a little handshake agreement before the fight. He wouldn't knock him out, wouldn't make him feel bad. You'd give him the win so Jake Paul can keep going on his little journey, helping these fighters, which is awesome in itself. But And then you look at uh, Floyd Mayweather when he fought Logan Paul. Should have absolutely rolled him, you know. There was many a times where I felt like he held back. So they're just... You know, like, is it is it taking the piss out of it? And mm. Like you said, like a lot of these, a lot of these journey, these kids, they they box and they they work their absolute butts off to get to where they are. And then you see a guy like Logan Paul, he's on YouTube, he's got the exposure, 
he just gets a fight on pay-per-view because of who he is, you know? Like, what, what kind of precedence does that set for these younger kids? Um, I, yeah, I just, yeah, it's a funny one. Got a, got a text here as well. These celebrity fights have always been around. They're only as much as a joke as the corporate boxing fight for the fight for life. Boxing isn't a game that you can play someone will eventually get hurt. That is from Kyron from Dunedin. Totally agree. You can't muck around with boxing. It is life and death. You saw what happened to Muhammad Ali towards the end of his life, you know, the struggles he's been put through. And Evander Holyfield, you know, he got knocked out the other day. He's 59 years old. Oh, it's terrifying. So it, just, it just affects them long term, and we don't want to see that. And if you don't know this sport and you don't understand this sport, there was a guy in um, Christchurch that did a celebrity fight here. He got knocked out and, and died. You know, like, there is art. It is an art. It is an art. And, and yeah, there's question marks over it, I feel. Bang on, Izzy. I think I'm firmly in your camp on this one. Double eight, double three, and keep your texts coming through. We can always get to them on tomorrow's show as well. One last text before we get to the break and then get back with the doyen. I'm all about minced cream power stuffed into hot fry bread, but, man, I'm keen on some dumplings. Better follow Ash on Insta. That's it. Uh, then he follows on to say, man, power, that stuff is like kryptonite to Maldives. Keen for the weather to warm up so I can get some dives in Brett. Oh. Brett. Fearing. Can you drop some off to a hoka, brother? <laughs> I'll come put my, I'll come put my toes in, mate. Then get my quota now. <laughs> no, you'll get your cast wet, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to, I don't want to do that. Ian Smith coming up. We'll find out what's coming up on his show. We'll also sleep on it with Smithy. The doyen of sports after 9 o'clock. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, it's five minutes away from 9 o'clock where Ian Smith takes over. It's been a great show. Just found out that uh, Paul Cole's quarterfinal is tomorrow morning about 5 a.m. So hot off the press, our guy Paul Cole will be able to give you that result as it comes through. But right now it's time for Sleep Bonnet with Temper and Smithy. They've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Is Before we get to Smithy, do you have some grass tip for us? Do you have a bit of oil? I do, I do. I've got a today, race one, it is a bonus back too, thanks to Paul Mawati. It is number, what it, well, it is number, it is called Elusive Capital. It is a, called Elusive Capital, and race one has been raced, it has been raced by Sam Spratt, and it is number three. It is on debut, it won its last first trial, impressed winning only trial 1,300 metres there on the 3rd of the 9th. So consider it is called Elusive Capital. Sam Spratt has messaged and said it will go good. So there you go, Elusive Capital in race one at the Synthetic Cambridge track. Ah, that is outstanding. I, look, I think it's a day where Matt Cameron, but Baker Forsman, the locals at the Cambridge track, are going to have a huge day. I also like Pretty Rosser in race six. But Smithy, morning to you. Uh, good morning to you, gentlemen. Uh, absolute thrill to be able to uh, spend just two or three minutes of my Highly packed day, just with you two quality men. Oh, thank oh, you, Smithy. Smithy. We've had a great show. That is the nicest thing. When are you, when are you off to Turks next, mate? You'd be missing a general and the crew, wouldn't you? Well, I might leave it to after midday. Uh, <laughs> I'm on air till then. <laughs> one day, I'm gonna, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, though. One day, I'm going to I'm promise I'm going to take the show to Turks. I'm going to do an hour, the last hour at Turks one day, and, and oh, introduce you folks to a few of the locals. It'll just be fantastic. We'll get a bit of local Hawks Bay banter going. Uh, and you might even play a live race or two. Hear the jingle jangle of the pokey machines in the background. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's just like, you know, strolling through the desert, uh, well, staggering through the desert for 35 days without water and all of a sudden coming to an oasis with beautiful cold spring water. 
That's what Turks is. It's an oasis. Wow. An oasis in a very big desert. That um, <laughs> that jingle jangle oh, of the it. pokey machines is more iconic than the, the cicadas in summer, I hear. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a real iconic. Anyway, is he, you, the tech, you've blown the text machine up here. Is he talking about these boxing, the routes that are going yeah. on in the celebrity boxing match? We have to circle back to those first thing tomorrow. But, yeah, it's an interesting point, mm. isn't it? Yeah, I just want to leave this with a temper sleep on it for you, Smithy. Uh, the current state of boxing, the celebrity matches that are going on, Evander Holyfield on the weekend getting knocked out, and then you've got the Paul brothers. Are they making a mockery of the sport, and where do you see the state of boxing in its current day? Temper okay, sleep I'll on it, it some, for tomorrow. I'll give it some considered thought. It is just for you, man. I'll give it some awesome. seriously considered thought, but I, I will just say that it was a pitiful sight to see the great, the great, Evander mm. Holyfield in that state that he was the other day. Absolutely pitiful. Mm. But I'll give it some more thought. I Absolutely. Yep. I totally agree, no mate. Disgusting. Anyway, what do you got on the show, mate? You have a busy one, no doubt. Yeah, we've got tennis uh, on the back of uh, the wonderful US Open. Just where is New Zealand tennis at at the moment? Do we have any up-and-coming stars? Mm. Uh, Julie Patterson is the CEO of New Zealand Tennis, so we shall be talking to, to her. Mark Ginty's going to come on uh, as a correspondent because uh, he was actually on the tour uh, remember way back in 2002, he was the correspondent when Stephen Fleming's team was basically bombed out of Pakistan. Well, this is the mm. first trip. Uh, it's not the first trip back because Chris Cairns took a team there in 2003, but this is uh, one of the first trips back, uh, in fact, uh, for New Zealand for such a long time. But what are Mark Ginty's memories of that tour? And he's still covering cricket, by the way. He'll be covering this tour as well. Um, Mark Hinton, Guy Havild. Hey, guess who we've got? The current All Black captain, Brody Retallick. We've got him. Yes. Me, just after 10.30. Greg Murphy, who, of course, uh, is a motor racing legend. Hey, or plus others. Have a great day, fellas. Brody Retallick. Joe Locke. Doing the goodness for Smithy. Love it. Smithy, have a great show. Stay tuned for Smithy's sermon. And then after that, Staffy with the afternoons and then... Kirsten B sending it home for the drive show. Thanks for tuning in. My team, Louie, Trudy, Karen, and Joe. Love it. See you up, Port Port. Kaki Tiano. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.